Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our stream shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash roll together forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Adventure! <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to A Divergent Dream. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Ali and tonight I will be your Dungeon Master. We're thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv slash RollTogetherRPG. This game will run for about three hours with a break in the middle. For those who are new to D&D, everyone here plays a fantasy character in a fantasy universe. The five players each have their own unique characters with cheats that tells them who they are, what they can do, the deepest secrets, the deepest desires, and what dice to roll. They will be most rolling a 20-sided die to see if they can if they succeed in what they're trying to do. 20 is good. One is hilariously bad. While the players play the characters, everything else in such universe is played by me. People, monsters, dreams, nightmares, weather, etc. Between me describing the war and the story, the players describing what they want to do, and some dice to keep things a little unpredictable, we will tell our story. Now, let me introduce my players. Hi, I'm Nat, and I'm a security, education, and recreation reinforcement automaton, but you can call me Sarah. Kindly use she, her pronouns for both of us. Thank you. I was created by Nanny in her workshop in Baldur's Gate to be a governess and companion to her granddaughter, Madeline. She used a magically infused gem she found on her adventures as my power core, but I don't think she realized where it was from. When the gloom fell on Baldur's Gate and the shadows attacked, I held them off while my family escaped. I awoke, broken, on a scrap trading caravan heading to Arm. The silly merchants had confused me for an unusual toy and were going to sell me. The lonely one did not approve of that. So we taught them some manners. Hi, I'm Evie. I use she, her pronouns, and I am playing Winnow, who uses they, them pronouns. Winnow is a cursed changeling monk um, of the Way of Mercy. Um, the funny thing about that curse is that, well, Winnow is a professional adventurer, and in their previous adventuring party prior to this campaign, um, something befell the entire party that may or may not have included showing mercy to the entire party. Basically, Winnow killed them and is now cursed by that. Uh, no idea why, totally undeserved. But they are now uh, partnered up with Sarah, who is registered as their familiar and ready for the next adventure where they will totally not fuck up again. Hi, I'm V, and I'm playing Navri Shimmer. Both of us use she, her pronouns. Navri Shimmer is a cinnamon-haired satyr bard who paints her hooves gold and believes she's going to be the most famous bard in this world and all the others. Because of this fame that is absolutely real and not at all imagined, she's hired Garnot to be her bodyguard for protection and travels with both him and Lazar, her spiritual advisor. Hi, I'm Josh. I use he, him pronouns, and I am playing Garnot, who also uses he, him pronouns. He is a hot goblin psionic warrior fighter who is traveling with Navri and the Tsar as part of Navri's entourage and also a bodyguard. He also wears, the, well, he wears this very large, or this 
breastplate that is probably two sizes too big for him, but everybody uses it as storage. And inside he has a little gray rat friend called Roger, who is his companion and helps with various things like feeding him potions and doing the ironing, apparently. Hi, I'm Nathan Lurz. I use he, him pronouns. I play Lazar Lachance, a Harringen light domain cleric who also uses he, him pronouns. His day job is official astral guru to the one and only Navri Shimmer, ensuring that her chakras are properly aligned and her actions are in accord with the will of the heavenly bodies. But his service to the Prince of Stars has unveiled many a hidden truth about the universe and the things that reside in the dark space between the stars. Thank you, Were. Those are my players. I'm so excited to play. Uh, but first, there is a word from our sponsors. We are delighted to be sponsored by HeroForge. HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. You can see all of the minis that we designed for this stream in the overlay, and they animate when we enter the combat, so look out for that. HeroForge are fantastic, so do check out the Pro Membership, where you can get premium access to features ahead of time, and beta access to things, um, and all sorts of cool stuff that just makes your life a lot easier. And you can check them out at HeroForge.com. We are delighted to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. They make accessories for D&D, Magic the Gathering, and more. My favorite part of the collection are their figurines of adorable power. Here is their gazer. Uh, they also make other things such as deck boxes uh, if you play Magic the Gathering. You can find all of Ultra Pro stuff at ultrapro.com. Hey friends, check out our new sponsor, Phoenix Dice, for a carefully created menagerie of click-clack math rocks for your delectation. Check out their entire selection at phoenixdice.com. And just so you know, Phoenix Dice are all about living gloriously in the worlds of tabletop games and sustainably in this one, which means their dice are working to be recycled, their packaging is recycled, the dice are made of sustainable materials. It's all great stuff. You should definitely get involved. You can also join us today in chat with a chance to be in a raffle and win some Phoenix Dice of your own. Just put exclamation mark dice into chat and you'll be in with a chance to win. We are proud to be sponsored by Alchemy RPG. Reimagine your gaming experience with Alchemy. They're focused on creating immersive cinematic experiences everywhere you interact with tabletop role-playing games. You can be playing a game, creating a world, streaming, watching live games, discovering new content, look at all the cool stuff that they are doing there. You can use environmental motion art, scene-based music, seamless character management to run your games over the internet, with upcoming features including homebrew content, streaming overlays, and spectator mode. So go and check out alchemyrpg.com. We're delighted to be supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. Select your heroes and formation and battle through waves of monsters for free on PC, phone, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. You can pop exclamation code into chat for a free Electrum test. 
We're delighted to be supported by Neverwinter. In Neverwinter, explore and defend one of the most beautiful cities from Dungeons and Dragons' Forgotten Realms campaign setting as it rises from the ashes of destruction. Epic stories, action combat, and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Neverwinter is completely free to play, so set yourself up an account today and pop exclamation mark NW gift into chat for a link to a free gift. Check out our supporters at D&D Beyond, your guide to digital dirt and dirt. Make character sheets online, share them in a campaign, and track all of those tasty little stats in one easy place. You can use the Beyond app to track your characters on the go. You can also use their encounter tracker and archive monsters to run any smooth combat thing. You know what I'm saying. You're a DM. You've done this before. You know D&D Beyond is the place to go. You can also check out our character sheets and an exclamation point characters in Twitch chat below. Check out our wonderful supporters, Elderwood Academy, who make beautiful bespoke gaming themed gear, including hex chest dice boxes, spellbook deck boxes disguised as bespoke ancient arcane tomes, and scroll and codex dice tower and rolling tray pairings. Make your own with their online designer at elderwoodacademy.com. This stream will run for three hours, and there will be a roughly five to ten minute break somewhere near the middle. We run shows on Monday, Tuesday and Friday at 6pm Greenwich Meridian slash British Summertime, which is 10am Pacific Time, 1pm Eastern Standard Time, 7pm in mainland Europe, and 2am Tuesday morning in Japan and parts of Australia. On Mondays and Tuesdays, we run TTRPG streams for three hours and on fridays we run our talk show talk together for one hour our ttrpg streams can be one shots four six eight or 12 weeks long you can always find our latest schedule at twitch.tv slash roll together rpg slash schedule we are roll together rpg on all socials so find us on twitter instagram facebook and even tiktok Links in chat. Thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, you can find a link in chat. Help us make our shows from just one pound, one dollar, or one gold piece, and unlock more tiers by joining. Our D20 Club are fab. Uh, they've created a fan Discord for us. Um, they've also made a wiki page for Roll Together. You can find that at rolltogether.fandom.com. Uh, welcome to our podcast listeners. And um, if you also would like to listen to us via podcast, you can search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast provider. If we're not there, let us know and we will add ourselves to that list. Finally, we play with a diverse group of players who play a diverse set of characters with a wide range of sexual and gender identities. Our tables are trans and GNC positive and we encourage and champion trans and GNC players and characters in our games. The DM and players may portray characters that are different gender of their own. We aim to avoid misgendering, but we acknowledge that it does happen. And if we have a um, and we have a company policy in place for correcting people on pronouns if we miss an instance of misgendering please let us know in chat if you think one has been missed check out exclamation mark safety in chat for content warnings and some of the safety tools that we use in our games we use the ttrpg safety tool kit and with that let us begin
welcome back everyone thanks for joining us again in the third episode of uh divergent dream in the last episode our unique group of adventurers um headed to the hideout where mr cassell was supposed to be taken there were two approaches Wino jumped into the water and swam to the other side without any inconvenience the rest of the party took a boat and sailed to the other side one would have expected that among five people rowing to the other side, it would have been easy. Yet, the only one rowing was Garnet. Yes, lovely Garnet. Nevertheless, they made it to the other side, but not before an interesting incident. As Sira dive into the water, for some reason, they are pushed by something inside the water. Something that triggers maybe a safety measure or maybe a survival program, who knows? To the surprise of everyone, Sira is taken out of the water by a spectral, a spectral tentacle emanating from the core. Nothing to worry about, right? When they finally made it to the other side, the group get ready to investigate the area and look for the hideout. But it's only Garnot who notices some figures in the water. But not for the trip. As they find the entrance to the hideout, they head downwards inside something that looks like a man-made cave. At the bottom, they found they find themselves in a circular cave with an underground water pool. No long passes before they notice three masked figures in the middle of the cave. And a shorter time passes before Sira asks for some indications right because that's what you do triggering a short but interesting encounter as the group defeat those figures and as some piranhas are boiled alive they investigate the corpses in a very chirurgical way Wino and Lazar remove the mask from one of the corpses behind the mask they find a dead worm that it seems to be feeling it was feeling from it us. It is Lazar who has some knowledge from terrible creatures that may or may not be related to it. Who knows? As Lazar shared this information, Sarah and Garnot react to the mention of mind players with a peculiar screech. I will ask uh, Nat if possible to recreate such a screech. Oh no, performance anxiety now. Um... <laughs> just like that um following that interaction interaction sira for this investigate the mask and put it on why because that's what you do when you find a magic item right once the mask is in place sira is possessed by the essence of the creature living inside their core the lonely one as they are called introduces themselves and answers some questions about the mask mr cassell and what is actually happening in all of this mess. As that, fin as that um, dialogue finishes, Sira levitates or de-levitates to the ground, and there is a short um, dialogue among, the, uh, among you, and that is where we're going to restart. So, Sira, you've been put back into the crown. You've been sort of interrogated by, briefly interrogated by your friends or your companions. What do you all would like to do? 
well just have a little recap on so we had we had the discussion of like um there's there's more at play and the the lonely one wanted us to yes, basically so. carry on with the mission because that would help them in the long run mm-hmm. um, so the lonely one told you that the masks are uh, that there is a bigger plan happening about uh otherworldly creatures let's say and that plan has been interrupted by something that something is being using those masks to uh to carry on with their plan but this plan is interrupting the lonely one's plan that's why the lonely one wants you to stop the uh the plot behind uh the masks So were we left with the impression that we should just keep going in this cave? Was there another exit out of this cave and we were left with the impression that we should just keep going in this cave to try and find, because yes, there were three other possessed masks. people somewhere, three other masks. And we also discovered that the pool that we are in now is connected. There's probably another pool that it's connected to mm-hmm. and, and it's man-made. So we can surmise perhaps that the other three are, are deeper, potentially at another pool. Uh, like the one that we're at. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you are, so you drag the body out of the water just to investigate. All the two bodies are uh, still inside the pool and opposite to where you are is like the the deeper part of the cave that you haven't investigated or actually got um, close. Oh yeah, and Garnet was trying to make a little paddle raft out of the bodies, even though we could walk around the outside. <laughs> yes, with yeah. a body. Yes. Definitely um, don't need to. That's a good idea, actually. No, none it's of these. We could walk around the outside. Well, I mean, you can go straight through. If you take the if you take the paddleboard, cut straight across the water. I didn't think the cave was that big. You never, can but also, swim? Sorry. you never know when you're gonna need an escape raft made out of corpses. <laughs> this is true. And I think that that is what that is the mark of a good experienced adventurer is just being prepared for all eventuality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. None absolutely. of these bodies are total by any chance, are they? Say again. Uh, none of these bodies happen to be a total by any chance. Uh, no. Uh, all of them seem humanoids, but now that the, uh, the. So you haven't investigated the other two, but they look humanoid. This one looks uh, like standard human, but it's difficult to know because it's missing parts of the face. You said uh, previously that they had really long tentacly arms. Yes. Is that still is that really still a thing? Enlocated. Yes. So it seems like it was more a mutation. So once the uh, the mask was on, probably they start changing to that um, sort of body. So rather than arms, they have like limbs or uh, appendages. So, very tentacle. So, um, my thought is, uh, and I've completely lost what that thought is. Oh no, I remember what that thought is now. Uh, How many people were in the previous party? Did we get a number? Because there's three bodies here, and there's three more masks to find. If it was a party of six, this might be that previous party. Were we ever told? I, I I don't know. I was hoping somebody else would remember because I certainly don't. That tea, that no, tea, uh, tea was definitely a trip. So the the assumption of the other party came from uh, 
then the circus information that they told you that uh, the, the seers show you that it was the, Mr. Cassell was taken by another group of people. But uh, the lonely one didn't mention anything about that party. They just mentioned that there were six masks. Should we um, take the rest of these masks, you know, for safekeeping? Oh. Well, they're quite useful. I can see who is possessed and who is not when I wear it, so I don't know whether it would work for the rest of you. Maybe yeah. you could try. Can you take your face off? Uh, I'm going to pass on that because I don't want to end up like this guy here. And I'm going to point down to the one whose face mask we've already taken off. I don't want to end up like that, so I'm not going anywhere near it. You but guys the, can do you. But the Anyone worm is dead. Yes, the worm is dead. I could put it in the armor of holding if you want, yeah? Armor of holding? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really upset that I only clocked, like, at the super very end of last session that that's what you've been doing. Like, that it is. It's not just armor that you're like, I'm just shoving everything in there, that it is actually armor of holding. And it's, <laughs> I love it. Is it it's actually wonderful. armor of holding, or did we just keep making jokes about how much shit you kept putting in there? And then you're like, yep, it's canon now. Don't worry about it. I think it's that. I think it's the latter. That sleeve is a mystery, shall we? Oh, I thought it was genuinely you'd reflavored a bag of holding. I don't even know that answer. Okay. (laughs) We'll We'll let the audience audience use their imagination. Yes. Or we can just look at your character sheet. Anyway. (laughs) Quitty, put bag of holding in there. (laughs) Private. Um, Yeah, cool. So, um, yes. How are you proceeding, my friends? Um, Winnow is just going to go and remove the masks from the other two and just kind of and give them over to Garnet to put in the armor of holding. So you oh, wow. remove uh, the, the other two masks. So now you have a wolf one, a lion one, and something that looks like a bird, but eagle, crow, who knows? Right, now, Roger, make sure you stay away from these, all right? I don't want you getting all tentically and <laughs> long and all that, all right? I'll put them over here, yeah? Stay I would be here. really bummed if we had to murder Roger. Like, yeah. just to put it on the record. Lazar would, but he'd be bummed to do it. Uh, while uh, Garnot is getting all of this uh, together, um, I'm going to, can I, can I go, like, take a peek and see what's a little farther on in the cave, see if there's, like, anything just, like, lurking around yes. the corner or just, like, waiting for us? Yeah, and I think, I think Lazar would also be kind of... Lazar is still very kind of like contemplative over all of this and kind of as soon as he sees anyone starting to like split off and go down tunnels and whatnots uh (laughs) he he's like keeping an eye on everybody and like making sure that everyone's like accounted for and would like start kind of inching over in that direction with Navri as well as like as she's kind of going that way ah one moment before you go Sarah will just sort of stare at Navri and twitch slightly, and then you'll just hear in your head, we are now connected. Mm. You can now talk to me telepathically, even if you cannot see me. But do not go too far. So cool. I'll I'll, I'll say that out loud. Uh, So Lazar (laughs) would probably give me a strange look, uh, but just, and then I'll realize that like, it's in my head and not out loud. And so I'll just, I'll think back Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> I know. Awesome. 
so uh, in the water pool at the moment there is no any uh sort of um threat but do you want just to cross right through the uh water pool or you want to go your safe way around the, the, the cave uh i mean i don't really feel like taking the the body raft uh, i don't think it's done quite yet uh because we we're still getting the masks off the bodies um but how like about how wide is the uh the pool yeah so uh it gets you to your knees in terms of uh depth but then this is about 30 feet and then you have a ring of 10 feet all around the cave which is mm -hmm. not flooded uh yeah i'm i'm probably fine just walking uh when we get towards like the the like like the bend of it the curve of it i'll probably just hop um because i've got those cute little satyr legs that um, just make it really easy yeah. to just hop okay. and then lazar is well lazar also has cute little legs that are decent for hopping uh so <laughs> would just hop <laughs> uh as you do that uh you get closer to the opposite side of where you were on the entrance uh something hits you in the nose a really strong smell it's a combination like cinnamon and musk and um, what is uh, cardamom. You're not sure if this is a um, cooking recipe of a really strong uh, lotion, but that comes from um, the end of the cave. Uh, like less of a dirty chai and more of like a sweaty chai. <laughs> yes. Um, and you see a little opening on, on, on the rock bed and uh you you look like something that looks like a door but you need to get close to, to yeah, investigate oh i'll definitely get close because i love that smell cinnamon and, and cardamom like that's a lovely smell the musk eh. but the cinnamon and the cardamom that sound that smells great i mean if somebody's having tea or they they're, they're making cookies or something uh, i would love to get it on that right now um is anyone following lazar is like how far how far down the tunnel is this uh probably so probably uh never is 10 feet away from this door okay thing. well and are we like still within sight of everyone like how far okay cool because like yeah. lazar would be like must keep <laughs> yes. ears pointing different directions and like head flitting back and forth um and he just kind of like whispers to Navi, so like, one, one moment one moment just hold on let's not rush anywhere there's tentacles Oh, come on. I don't think... Can can tentacles bake cookies? I feel I like... I do not know, but I do not want to find out without without everyone else. <sighs> I'm not a child. <laughs> I just had an idea of a YouTube channel where the presenter has tentacles by hand and cooks. <laughs> then it just turns in... You could really do like a fun like uh, like mixing bowl kind of thing with them. You know, just like right. high speed. Ali, I, I, we need to introduce you to the Octodad games. Yes, <laughs> yes, Octodad is great. Sorry, coming back. Uh, do you want to investigate if tentacles can make something? I I mean, is is Lazar going to stop me? If uh, I... Lazar is far enough away that he would not like, like he is trying to be in the middle of everything and he's like, doing the like he is the the leash between the two the, the two groups uh you on one side and everyone else on the other and it's just trying to like keep everyone sort of together um so he he is 
definitely far enough away that if you're just like, eh, fuck it, you could just easily walk in. Okay, well, I'm okay. I would I would like to go up to the door, but because Lazar is so concerned, I will do this very, very quietly just in case uh, there's somebody to like get the drop on. Yes. Uh, as you approach to the door, you see that base door has or had a lot of locking mechanisms, but now they look like either broken or, some, or that someone has passed by them. So someone has already done the, 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 the job for you. And it's not totally closed, it's just slightly closed. Uh, sorry, slightly open. I'm just gonna slowly open it and just like peek my head in. Uh, so you look at what seems to be a royal illuminated room, not, not like this. And then again, it looks like more of a, a man-made, it's a man-made job rather than a um, natural, uh, I could say, uh, natural creation. Obviously, there is no uh, tiles, or as far as I know, there is no tiles in nature, but you see those lovely tiles and uh, probably a couple of, um, just you can see just a corner of a table and a chair, but yeah, it's well illuminated. At this point, uh, as you open the door, uh, the light also comes into the cave and obviously calls the attention of everyone. So everybody can see this light pouring out. Do I hear anything as I'm opening this door no, really it's slowly? Very quiet. Yeah, I'm very quiet. Can I keep opening the door because I'm down for the like the tiles, like the the chair or the table? Like, oh my god, this is like, I love everything that I'm seeing right now. You open the door and you get into this amazing, luxurious room, and it's full of shelves and working stations and uh, drawers. There is a small bed, like it's more of a a group of cushions than a bed, but you can understand that someone was using that for uh, for sleeping. Um, there is nice uh, chandeliers on the on the room. It looks like a very luxurious um, hotel room, but in the middle of this cave. Um, you also see, uh, em- well, it's a fish bowl, but it's empty. So it has water, but it has no fish at all. Or maybe just a little bit up there, just in the bottom, just little piranhas. Um, but from where you can see, uh, of course, there's many other details, but something that calls your attention is that it seems like somebody either rocked this place or there was a fight here recently. And you can see like uh, some uh, bottles with um, some liquid, which it's probably all those smells that are uh, getting into your nose. Oh. Uh, well, the, the first thing I do is is I hop onto the pile of pillows and I just <laughs> grab one and I just, oh, I cuddle it and I just like lay down on all the soft, wonderful things. And I'm just, oh, this feels so good. It's not damp. It's not wet. It's not cold. It's not a hard ground. It just, oh, it feels so, so <laughs> nice. Uh, and then I'll, I'll call Lazar in because, oh my God, this place is amazing. Um, but when I notice the, uh, the, the signs of like a fight or a struggle, what, what kind of things do I notice? Is it just like stuff that's overturned or is it like, is there like blood? What kind of stuff am I seeing? Uh, so as you jump into the cushions, uh, the mimic eats you. 
No. <laughs> I was ready. No that would have been sick as hell. Honestly, no, um, wouldn't even be mad. Wouldn't even be mad. Uh, could you please make me a investigation check mm-hmm. or a plain intelligence check if you want? But yeah, investigation. Yeah. Let's do an investigation. Uh, 10. I'm very distracted by the pillows and the chandeliers. So if it doesn't work, that's why. Uh, so you don't actually know. You don't, it's not like we're going to have a flashback of what happened, but you know that there was, there is not much blood, but you can see some spillages on one of the work uh, station, uh, yeah, work tables, workstations. Um, there is, of course, a lot of papers, and some of them have a little bit of blood. It's not too many, but uh, you can see here that at least there was at least two people and one was injured. But for the uh, amount of things that are not in place or uh, shattered in the floors, etc. Either the fight was really long or they were they were looking for something after the, the, the fight. Interesting. Like, no, go when, ahead. Uh, when you've opened the door and you're like, this is amazing from the other room, you just hear a, oh, for fuck's sake, first war, ugh. First rule of adventuring, don't split the party. Where is she? <laughs> it's okay, yeah, those are like, everyone get, everyone get over here. Calling everyone up. It's okay. I've connected to her telepathically while you finish your work. Oh, well, that well, that's okay. But, okay. But if she went in and then there were, like, big beasties that went to go and get her, we might not have been able to get there in time. This is why you have so many people on these missions. I suppose you are right. Are you nearly finished? Would you like some assistance so we can hurry up and make sure that she's not being eaten alive right now? No, no, that was the last one. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah let, let's go. Let's go. Make sure she hasn't been eaten by a mimic. Bueno, uh, do you want... So you, you remove the mask, but do you want to do anything else with the bodies? Uh, I don't know. Um... I mean, we've already inspected them. Do they look any different from the other one? Uh, no, they they just look. So one probably had horns, or probably was a tibling, and the other one probably you see a pointy ear, but it's hard to say which kind of race was. But pretty standard, but it's just just uh, yeah, pretty standard. There's not there's not anything special about this. Really. Hmm. Do you think we should burn them? Hmm. hmm. Interesting. I had not considered that. I uh, think. Sorry, just from what I remember, taking them out of the water, they start to... Oh, yeah. cool. I'll just oh, yeah, yeah. try and drag them out of the water and just kind of get rid of them. As you uh, take them out of the water, drag them out of the water, yeah, they start decomposing really, really uh, fast. And then at the end, there is some uh, just um, some racks and some, uh, the, the bones are still there. There was no um, decomposition on the bones at this point. Um, but something interesting happens there. You can see or you hear something like rolling on the on the floor and you see one little stone and the three bodies have the same stone. So the stone has a small green butterfly engraved or painted in this. Cool. I go look at it and pick it up and uh, make me a history check. History. Can I also make a history check? 
if I'm looking at them as well. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> I rolled a three for a two. <laughs> uh, not much better. I rolled a seven for a nine. Uh, so, uh, Sarah, you were not long at the uh, guild where you were registered as a um, as a familiar of Winnow, but you probably noticed that some uh, parties use stones, like sending stones to communicate, and some of them engrave them with the with the sign of the guild. So they sort of. Uh, it's like a like the dog stack for the for the army kind of thing, but we know nothing rings a bell about any guild using this kind of um, emblem. Winnow is dumb as a bag of rocks. Oh, Winnow! <laughs> well, now you have a bag of rocks. Yeah, that's going to count for something. <laughs> ah, interesting. Was the um with. Please remember, this is the, the emblem of the guild, this butterfly, green butterfly, you said? Green butterfly, yes. Was that the emblem of the guild? Uh, not the guild where you okay. were, but you, you start making some connections to say, maybe this is the emblem of the guild which these people belongs to. I see. Meanwhile, yeah. what, meanwhile Winnow is just like, what could this possibly mean? <laughs> I've never seen is... anything like this before. Can I pick up another one and try and use it like a sending stone yes uh that would be how they work but then they need to be attuned like at the central office so this only will work for these people oh okay fair enough so i can't just immediately use them like a radio places okay um interesting i think these belonged to the other adventuring party this would suggest that these bodies are were the other party that we were concerned about. And they did seem to have different racial features. Like hmm. that one had pointy ears, which might suggest that it was... I'm not playing my intelligence right now, I'm making my own deductions, <laughs> but so it's a bit better, but please forgive me. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all out. It could be an elf or a half-elf or, yeah, a ladrin maybe, but yeah, on, on that on that uh, by, uh, side of the, of the spectrum. I think you are correct. It might be useful to take these stones as, well, I don't think they are any use to us right now, but they would at least be useful for maybe helping to identify the bodies later. That's true. You are you are earning your place as my familiar. <laughs> Thank you. I live to serve. Yes, you do. Okay, now let's go save the bard. <laughs> Yeah, so, like that um, this has been, you went from like a hundred miles an hour of like, don't split the party, what are you doing? To like this nice little yeah. side conversation chat. It's like, oh, I guess we should go help, right? Huh? Well, they've got a psychic connection, so it's, it's, yeah. It's all fine. All, uh, for, because I don't understand exactly how it works, uh, there, every now and then you'll get little little pings of like oh my god this smells like cinnamon oh oh this is the cardamom smell oh my god this pillow is so soft it's just just randomly as you're having this conversation uh with Winnow. <laughs> i think navri is either absolutely fine and in some form of heaven or she is experiencing some kind of awful hallucination that is killing her by ex ex uh word has gone from my head uh exposing <laughs> her to nice things 
Well, one of those sounds more likely than the other one. So we should go in for safety. I could have sworn there was something I was supposed to be doing. <laughs> Would you like to come with us and protect Navri, Garnet? Oh, that's what I'm meant to be doing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I run. laughs> How often do you think that happens, Josh, to Garnet? Uh, more often than he'd like to admit. Yeah, more than zero, which is... Yeah, I think so. bad for a bodyguard. Yeah, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, fine. So, uh, everybody makes it to the um, to the room, and as I have described, there is a lot in this room. It's probably like thirty by thirty, but it's just full of things. So every single shelf is uh, uh, is full of uh, items and potions and a lot of shit that might be just useless, but maybe some of this might um, be some sort of. Um, Handful for you later. Who knows? Um, but this is a dead end. Something that you realize very soon is that there is not another door that keeps you ordered. It's all you see. Hmm. It's definitely no, like, you do a bit of an investigation on any of the shelves. There's not like any sneaky hidden, like, levers or anything like that. Uh, make me a. Let's go for perception check. Oh, not investigation, not even if we're, like, getting up all in there. Can I help? Well, okay, I will allow before? investigation or perception for whoever else wants also to sneak and try to get any anything else from this room. Yeah, Lazar is just, like, poking, poking around. It's just, <laughs> like, actively poking at things. He actually has a magnifying glass out and is looking around at thing, at, at the disheveled bits and bobbles. Nice. I should say, actually, to be clear, Sarah is obviously very short, so is not getting up all in the, the shelves grill, but has her <laughs> invisible mage hand telekinesis that is just like shifting stuff slightly and prodding and pulling. I don't think she's said that she's doing that to anyone, so uh, I guess that is happening. <laughs> Winner was just going about methodically, like they've done this before. They know how to search a room. Mm, they are yeah. professional. Okay, so let's go uh, clockwise and start on my screen. We know. Uh, perception of investigation check? It was 24 on perception. 24 on perception. Great. So as you are scanning this room, this is chaos, but there is a method in this chaos. So whoever was uh, curating this room knew what they were doing in the sense of probably there is you see an item and then there is a keyword that connects it to the next one and then connects it to the next one. But it's not alphabetic order or size or nothing. It's just really random shit how these things are connected. And you immediately get to a book and it says Magic Inks. And it's not too big, but as you uh, open it and you go, you go through it, this is a list of suppliers that produce magic ink, maybe for wizard, wizards and the, uh, magic books. They also um, not produce, uh, supply uh, magic ink for tattoos. And something comes to your attention. You have a tattoo, right? Mm -hmm. 
the name of the lady, I'm going to say a lady, the name of the lady who did that tattoo to you is double crossed. And then it has another name underneath. And the name, of course I have it. The name is Gornoros, Gornoros. And then Gornoros interrogation mark. Uh, every supplier has its address or some way to um, get in contact with them. But this one, so um, the lady that makes you, uh, give you the tattoo, is cross, even the address, and then with this other name, it just has a big question mark. There is a connection between this name and uh, your tattoo and, who, uh, and the person that um, put you in contact or gave you the tattoo. Huh, interesting. So you immediately know that probably this is a room of uh, Mr. Cassell, and he's been collecting items, but also knowledge and information. What was Mr. Cassell's name anywhere on the book? Uh, not in this book, but you can see uh, in other books. Yes. Ah, okay. Well, it looks like we're on the right track, at least. And I'm just going to take the page and just kind of put it in a bag for later. <laughs> just... uh, next one is uh, Josh. What is Gardner's um, investigation of perception? Uh, I was doing perception to sort of have a look around the room. I rolled an eight. An eight. Uh, well, the thing is, does Garnet knows how to read? I would say he knows how to read. He he only really knows common and elvish. Um, common and elvish. Uh, how about your survival? Do you have a high survival? I do not. My perception is higher than my survival. So uh, there is a little bit of a pickle here for Garnet to find some information. However, Something that calls immediately your attention is a map. So a drawing is always more useful, you know, like a picture uh, talks more than a thousand words. And this map um, is from the region, but is it, you have traveled a lot with Nabre, and you know that this map is wrong because it sets uh, Candlescape and Baldur's Gate really close when they are not that close. So in this map, they put Candlekeep almost next to Baldur's Gate, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't know about all those fancy books that are over there, but um, I'm normally I'm normally a picture kind of person. Uh, this map that's here, I'll point down to it, it doesn't quite look right. It looks a bit... I don't remember Candlekeep being that close to Baldur's Gate. Uh, Roger can't find the map that we have, but um, yeah, they're not normally that close together. Could, could, could Candlekeep have moved? Baldur's Gate's a bit big, but Candlekeep <laughs> moved. When you say, did I, did, did I move? Uh, you, you sort of start packing, or I imagine that you will pack this map, and as you uh, fold it, you notice that Candle Cave and Baldur's Gate, they sort of uh, overlap, and there is a mark in common with Candle Cave and Baldur's Gate. 
and I'm going to play with it a little bit and sort of unfold it, fold it again, <laughs> unfold it, fold it again. Hey, Sarah, what do you make of this? I'm going to slide it over to Sarah and go, look at this. Uh, ah, uh, interesting. Some kind of code or glyph? What What is the symbol? Uh, the symbol is just an X and it sort of marks the location of a, a specific room in Candleskip and a location... It's not the same room, but uh, what would be like the uh, similarity or the same location in Baltus Cave? Of course, this map is not uh, <laughs> precise, so it, it's just the the drawing of the city and the drawing of Candleskip rather than an actual map of Candle of um, Candleskip. And but yeah, you you roughly uh, interpret that uh, there is a connection or or a connected room involved of those. Uh, could, it, could it be some sort of like connection point? Do you think maybe there's a point that connects between the two places? Like some sort of teleportation circle or yeah, something one, like that? One of those things, yeah. It could be. I I, I don't know. Um, do, do I get, if I look at them, I mean, I, I rolled a 15 to investigate the room earlier, but uh, if I were to look more closely at the map, would I glean any other information from it? So let's keep your 15 for your investigation and roll a investigation. Roll a history check for the map. Okay. <laughs> that was a natural 20 for a 22. Nice. Um, I know this map. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, I mean, you've been everywhere in Baldur's Gate, right? Everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, my family um, were rich, so we probably wouldn't have gone to the poor bits, but we'd course. have gone everywhere else. So uh, this is a place of the Sea Tower of Baldur which is um, in the inner circle of the city. The Sea Tower. Yes. And I have you been in Candlescape? Um, I, I don't think so specifically, yeah. unless Nanny would have taken me somewhere, like along if she decided she wanted to go do some research yeah. there. But I was probably more likely to be have left with Madeline while Nanny went off and did. Yeah. So uh, I will good say no for this time, but at least we know the location in Baldur's Gate that this map is marking. Um, next one on my screen is Lasser. Investigation or perception? Yeah, um, I my perception is better, but I think what I'm doing is inve is investigating, mm -hmm. um, and specifically, I'm looking. I am trying to figure out whether this place has been turned out for like someone robbing the place, or there ah. was a battle here. Basically, like I think I think Lazar is in like essentially kind of investigator, uh, almost inquisitor mode, trying to yes. solve what happened here and who lived here and like any of that kind of stuff, which feels a little more investigation -y. so that's 21 total uh we're gonna have a uh, csi moment here where you can quickly count the number of people that they were here there were four people here one with really small steps which we could interpret that was mr cassell or the three random humanoids medium size so we can interpret that it was other, um, sorry, other two. So just two, uh, other two members of probably the other party. And it seems like more than a fight, it was um, 
a rant or it was a impulsive some sort of uh, if somebody got frustrated and started like pushing away everything and cut themselves with one of the uh, with one of the uh, broken glasses or bottles rather than an actual fight when you try to see uh, sort of uh, some um, footprints or some vestige of movement those figures actually never get that close and yeah anything else you would like to um i think also if he has time he would also be checking out um and i know that some people are already looking at some of the books but he would also be kind of looking at any any documents or any stuff like that specifically he's looking for like titles that might jump out of him does not necessarily like a spell booky kind of thing but of like what were the people who were living in a place like this here like what what were they reading exactly uh because it seems like uh, a, a bad place and maybe they were reading just nice like you know romance novels to kind of kick back at the end of the day but also <laughs> maybe they were like Eldritch 101, how to summon, you know, <laughs> more tentacles into your life, like that, that sort sense. of thing. Any Anywhere on the spectrum there. Yes. Uh, I'm going to come back to that in a second. Uh, Napri, tell me. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I'd get another roll because because uh, I'd already done one, but I... Ooh, okay. With a 22, I am actually looking for... Um, like, because you said that there were some blood spatter somewhere. I'm looking to see if there's a trail of blood, like, leading out of the room that we could potentially follow, or just, like, any evidence of where the people that were here may have gone. Yes. So you see this trail, and actually there is two um, sort of directions. The first direction, of course, is going to take you to a dead end in a, in a wall, on the right, let's say, and the other trail takes you to something underneath one of the workstations. Can I go over and, and poke around the workstation and see if there's like a little <laughs> hidden something? Yeah. Uh, you find a music box. It's a little big, big. So you immediately notice that that's a, a music box, one of those that you have to him some sort of uh, um, I don't know how you call this but everybody knows what I mean right? crank it wind it up yes mm -hmm. but yeah you have to wind it up and um, it seems like it I think you can open it but there's no music that comes out you, you need to find that it's not broken you just have to uh, let's say uh play it in the right way. Like Interesting. You gotta rub it the right rub way. The right way, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I think I'm gonna sit with this music box then and see if uh, I can figure out how to play the music. I'm gonna come back to you then. Mm -hmm. uh, Sarah, so you got a 15, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was looking for like secret exits, so like yes. pulling things. So pulling uh, things. you notice how Navri is moving uh, to the uh, to the room, and you also see how uh, she looks underneath 
and then you notice the other trail that takes you to that, confirming that may be another secret exit or uh, corridor. And with that, and you are looking around, and it's difficult for you because you cannot see the obvious thing that is on top of one of the workstations. But in one of the workstations, you see clearly a what seems like a, I don't know, like a the medieval version of a touch screen mm-hmm. that may help to monitor outside and inside and move some stuff here and there. So this probably with the right combination of buttons and clicks may uh, help you to to find the next uh, secret exit. Okay. Careful, so- we need not to be garden. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't. I couldn't resist. I'll be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a a button touch pad type thing. How many buttons are there? There are six. Six buttons. And are they? Do they have any symbols or numbers or anything? They on them? don't. They're just uh, like rectangular buttons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's no, no. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no symbols or anything. There's just six. Hmm. I don't think I've got any spells that can help with this. Uh, I yeah, I don't think I've got anything that, other than just investigate the pattern further. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've got anything fancy I can do with it. So I think I'm I'm just going to um, point it out to everyone else. I wonder if this might open the way forward if we were to put in the correct combination. We wandered into an escape room. I mean, the voice comes on over loudspeakers. <laughs> we could just go back into the room with the pool. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good way to escape. Can I just press random buttons on the pad, thinking that it's totally going to work? Roll me a D one hundred. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Oh no. This is why you don't give stupid characters buttons to push. <laughs> that is a 35. Uh, as you touch random buttons, so the first thing is that you touch one and it illuminates. And when you touch the second one, the second one doesn't illuminate, but the first one stays illuminated. However, a click, clack, clack, clack motion uh, sounds start. Uh, uh, resonating in all the room, and you, the um, sorry, the the door closes, oh. and you just hear. A and please roll me for initiative. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Are you serious? Wait, hold on, hold on. Is this is this like the mimic joke again? Because no. this could be a joke. <laughs> no. Damn it! I'm gonna be that DM from now. After on. after Nagri got chastised for splitting the party, you guys just start hitting buttons. Start hitting mashing buttons. buttons. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yep. I <laughs> just played with pillows. <laughs> the pillows also could have been a button. There are two things to be an experienced adventurer. The first one is to not split parties, and the second one is to not touch stuff you don't understand. (laughs) But we're we're learning together. This is how we gel, is that we're we're, we're each making mistakes, (laughs) and we're telling everyone, hey, 
I think I made a mistake. We will yeah. solve this mistake together and we will all learn from this experience. <laughs> sure. And, and the third one is probably not to try and tie three dead bodies together to use as a raft on a very small pond. <laughs> I'm not going to call that one a mistake yet. I'm not I'm not willing to concede that personally. That's fine. Uh, missing window. what was your uh, initiative? It was uh, it's plus five, so it's 16. Actually, I can see them, but I realize that uh, people listening or watching, um, we know, again, 16? 16, yeah. Uh, I thought you said 60. It's just a casual 60 initiative. I actually get four turns before before combat starts. <laughs> uh, I rolled an 18. Uh, the others? 17. I got an eight. Eight. 13. Great. Um, not too bad. Not too bad. I have Top to get round. up from all these pillows. <laughs> Top Let's of the round, Garnet. Uh, you sort of are still playing with this, and then you hear this cluck, and the whole room sort of vibrates. What would you like to do? Do you know nothing, actually, about the room where you are? The only thing that you know is that the door is closed, and that there is a panel, sort of control panel, with one button light up. Yeah, so you know, the, the, this this place on the map, is it that you said in Baldur's Gate, is it a library by any chance? Uh, yes. The Sea Tower. Uh, yes, yes, I believe it is. Interesting. I wonder if any of those books have got any diagrams in them. It's got something to do with the vision. Can you hear clicking coming around and that's my turn? <laughs> yes, I think it was the same clicking that we heard in the background, but ignored last time we were fighting the people in masks. I don't remember that, but yeah. Mm. That's my turn. Good. Next <laughs> one before is the piranhas. Lazar. <laughs> Nothing has happened yet. Good. As far as Lazar knows, nothing is happening, just clicks. Uh, can I just do, I'm not sure, I, I, I will let you, the DM, tell me what to roll. Um, Lazar hears this. Could he figure out either where it's coming from or what's it? Can he figure out what's happening? You know, can I just roll a dice and just you tell me what, have, what, uh, what the hell's going on? Is that possible? Yes. Intelligence, get, got it. It's not going to go great. Oh, 16, that's pretty, that's, that's. So That's pretty you good were looking, for the You were looking at some of the shelves with books or to look so what 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 the people living here was reading about. Um and actually you notice that one of the books is like sort of stuck and you hear this clack and you look at uh Sarah and it's like fucked. We're in a trap. And yes, this is a trap. Uh the whole room is locked. And um, something may or not come to attack you or kill you. Who knows? But well, the books we are stuck. locked in. Um, does that count? Is that an action? Is that is that a thing? Yeah, that's a free action. Just just to oh, great. talk to people. Yes. Well, you know, uh, just in case, why not? You know, it's been a day and uh, we we just had a couple of, of difficult fights. Um, I think I think Lazar is going to very quickly and you can't tell 
whether he is cursing quietly or if he is offering a prayer, maybe both, you're not sure. Uh, but he says some words filled with power and, uh, and uh, how many people, how many people? Wait, I forget. Uh, Five of us plus one rat. <laughs> how many? Oh, uh, the rat. He, uh, he blesses himself. Garnet and Winnow, I think, uh, cast Blessing on the three of them as a first level spell. And that will be the end of my turn, I think. Thank you. What will that do? As you move that uh, you. book, uh, it's a little bit stuck, but you have the chance to move it away. And behind there, you see something that, that resembles like a crystal, and that crystal just falls falls in front of you, and as it touches the floor, it triggers a explosive bolt. Uh, 20 foot radius sphere, I guess everyone is gonna be there. Everybody, could you please make me a dexterity saving throw 15? With an extra d4 for those who were blessed. <laughs> I'd really, 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 really rather not. 17. I got those cute little satyr legs. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Not nat 20. Nice. Just kind of... <laughs> too short. It goes up in my head. Oh, sorry. 22. 29. Uh, 29. Wow. Sis. If it's a projectile, I might be able to catch it. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, I rolled a d20 and two d4s, and I got a I got an eight total. <laughs> I got Sorry. I got a nine total. I'm going to use my fortune from the many to increase that to a twelve. Um, well, I said fifteen. Do you still want to do that? No, I don't. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so those who roll below fifteen are going to take a, a number uh, five points of damage. No, sorry, sorry, ten points of damage. And whoever fifteen or higher, five points of Thunder damage as these um, crystal explodes in front of Lothar. Probably it was because of that you didn't have much uh, time to react. And um, yes, can next I... one initiative is Winnow. I was going to say, could I use my reaction before then to uh, lower the damage and see if I can throw it back at the wall? Uh, this is a area of effect. Oh, it's an AOE. Yeah. Got you. Yes. Uh, yes. Sorry, I was imagining like a pew, pew, pew. No, kind of but that is very good. <laughs> that is very cool. Um, uh, it's your turn, Winnow. Okay, so it's just crystals have fallen the walls, there's a clicking, but there's nothing. There's no big beastie yes. around. Nothing visible, yes. You're still in front of the control panel. Um, I'm going to look around and just go, oh no, and I'm going to try and press more buttons. Could you please roll me uh, the 100? I can undo this! I can undo this! I believe in you. That is a 67. Good. So as you... Cha -cha 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 -cha, now you have three buttons that I light up. But because there was also some wrong, uh, some, some buttons pressed in the wrong um, sequence, something else is going to happen. So... Uh, let's see. In front, sorry, 
Yeah. On top of the door, something that looks like a cannon appears. So something opens, like a latch opens uh, from the uh, from the uh, rock, and a cannon appears, and it's gonna use. Um, it's a fifth cone. Sorry, fifth foot cone, but I think it's gonna attack Sierra and we know who are, I imagine they are close because you were sort of close to the control right panel. Yes. Could you please make me a constitution saving throw 10? Oh. Don't forget you didn't get a D4, Winnow. Thank you. <laughs> I just rolled a 10. 21. <laughs> so this thing- Thank, Thanks to that D4. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Every little help. Uh, sort of shoots, uh, it seems like ink, like, or, or some sort of liquid that tries to blind you, but you just uh, move your head and the, the little liquid that falls into <laughs> your eyes uh, takes no effect. So you are fine. Uh, we know anything else you would like to do in your turn. So I would say pressing buttons was one action. Okay. Um... Uh, there's not much else I can do. Um, like, is drinking a potion a bonus action or a full action? I can't remember. Uh, bonus action. I would like to drink my potion of minor healing. Voice. <laughs> and and just kind of look around like, I, I can still fix this. I can fix this. Thank you. Uh, next one is the trap or whatever mechanism is here. And it's going to attack someone randomly using my 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 screen as a reference going clockwise. That is an four Napri. Door. You can <laughs> hear. You were sort of crutch looking behind this workstation for the for the box. For the for the music book. Uh, sorry, music box. And as you start like standing up, you hear some some sort of uh, engines moving, and from the floor another hatch opens, and there is a harpoon that is going to attack you. People live here. What's going on? <laughs> we we touched what? a book wrong, and this is this is going very badly. People like what is what? In you just fairness, casually live here. In fairness, we didn't touch a book wrong. Somebody, we're not naming <laughs> any fair. names, but somebody yeah. started pressing buttons. Yeah, they did that thing where like when you're in an elevator and you just hit, you know, just run your hands down every mm -hmm. single button. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Fair enough. That is, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say it wasn't because I started fiddling with the map then. No. Okay, no. just watch Well, we don't technically know that. Well. Yes. It's true. I guess we don't. Let, let me adjust my notes. It could have been anything. Map triggers a trap. Yes. Could have been There's the pillows. No, no way to know. We're a low intelligence <laughs> um, party. It's no way to know. So that is a twenty to hit. Um. Yeah, I think that's gonna hit. <laughs> yeah. And you take nine points of piercing damage. What? <gasps> you are also considered grapple. Rude. Very rude, how dare. And that is the turn of my trap. Sira, hmm. uh, your size allows you to see the harpoon, which is still there. 
and also you can still see the control panel. Mm -hmm. The control panel, do I get the sense that it is? I know it's lighting up, but stay with me here. Do we think it's mechanical as in like you push it and it clunks and lights up? Or do we think it is magical or do we think it's electrical? Uh, I think it's mechanical. Okay. Hmm. But it has some magic just for the lights. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the whole mechanism aesthetic, is... Aesthetic magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not practical. It's just the buttons themselves are programmed yeah. to cast prestidigitation. Or they're just like yeah. cast magic light and that's for vibes. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... Prestidigitation. <laughs> <laughs> They clean you. Yes, you can clean. <laughs> you can you can put little lights and colours on stuff with prestidigitation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could just have a nail salon where you put your fingers on the prestidigitation buttons and it just cleans them. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I have I have two ideas about what to try, and I don't think any of them are, are useful. So we'll go with the wacky one. Because, <laughs> because Winnow Winnow is still pushing buttons, so I'm going to leave Winnow pushing the buttons. Um, I'm not particularly strong, so uh, I'm going to go over to the the was it like a bookcase or a wall panel where the the blood smear was going to that I thought might have been a secret door? It's just a wall. So probably uh, it's in one of the corners and the corner where the uh, cushions are, one of those walls. It seems like you can see that the blood drops going there and maybe one, you can only see half of the drop because the other drop is behind the, the wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Okay. Okay. I'm going <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> cast grease at the wall panel to make it easier <laughs> for it to slide open. And then uh, I'm, Okay, okay. Take take uh, me to take me through this uh, journey. <laughs> the logic of it. I mean, um, I'm here for the rule of cool, but I I need to know um, oh no, no, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to, I am, I'm going to cast grease on the, the, the wall panel, and then I'm going to, um, use a sorcery, sorcery point. I might have to use two, uh, two sorcery points to quicken. Wait, wait, hold the phone. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's to, going on. I might need to do this in a certain order. So, a sorcerer. No, you should play the sorcerer. I am. Uh, casting time of one action. A, a spell. It doesn't have to be a particular story. level. Great. Okay. I'm going to use a sorcery point to quicken Firebolt and shoot it at the wall panel that I've just covered in grease. Okay. To try and explode it open. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> things are escalating. These. So. <laughs> no? Magic doesn't work like that. I, okay. I mean, or grease, but it's really cool. So, are you trying to burn the wall, as in this is a fake wall, or are you trying to fuck up the mechanism behind the wall? 
uh, well, I was trying to originally. I, my thought was like, let's let's grease it and then we can push it open. But I, no one here is strong. So <laughs> then I was like, okay, well, if I cover it in grease, then that makes it more volatile. Maybe if I just firebolt the door panel to make it explode. But maybe my brain is just taking me down a dark path we should not follow today. <laughs> maybe so, I should do something else. <laughs> um, everybody, start not choking on smoke but oh, no. it's getting warm here you know now it's actually sweaty chai so it's just like oh my god like all the smells the sweat and the, the uh this recipe whatever it was is getting interesting in there however uh i guess some of the uh, little pieces in the uh, mechanism of this thing are so small that when you hit them because the metal expands, they fall over place. So this 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 wall is a little bit wonky now. But as you said, you are not that strong. But let's see what happened in the next couple of turns, right? Uh, I love that. Do you want me to build the damage for my firebolt? Uh, if you want. I mean, I don't have to have cast grease at yeah. all. I'll be honest. I could just try firebolting the door. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like Troy Barnes from Community walking in with a stack of pizzas and then turning around <laughs> and then Sarah started a fire on top of all of it. Uh, I think... Like when I was just I, sitting in the corner mashing buttons, yeah. Sarah's trying to blow the room up. And I, Nathan, am extremely supportive. This is A, it makes sense and B, like, it. yeah, blow more things up in your D&D games. Fuck yeah. But also it's just like, what is happening? Well, I think we figured out rule three of adventuring. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it did we, hold three damage, so. Uh, yes, so. Did you roll two? So the, 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 it's your magic. Two. And you have uh, light, light, lit this grace. Now may, roll me a D100, because okay. uh, there is good. many other stuff here, right? Like important books and oh, no. magic oh, potions, you know? No. Uh, that's a 14. Uh, something catches fire. Tell me, as a group, why would you rather to catch fire? The lovely cushions of one part of the library. Cushions. The lovely yeah. cushions. Feels like Snavery still sat on them. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I liked in this room, and you're all just going to destroy it. Look, unless you found the, the the key to everything in those cushions, the books are more useful. We don't know now. We'll never know we because never know. somebody let them on fire. Maybe that's where all the secret documents were, is yep. in the sewn Inside into the, the pillows. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, anything else, Kira? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've done enough and done it all wrong. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. I don't know what happened, but I loved it. Next um, is another one. Yes. No. Well, I guess are we ruling? The, I, I'm a bit confused about the way that um, things have taken effect. So, because did did you did the basically did the grease do anything, or was it were like should I just say that I didn't do it, or was the grease useful in that process at all? Yeah, the grease and the fire start okay, messing fine. with the secret That's fine. door. Secret uh, wall, yes. 
Okay, then I, I have no bonus action. That's yeah. fine. So you could try to open this wall with force, uh, by force, rather than keep trying on the panel. But I don't know, do you have the means to do that? We will find out. Um, next one is another part of my trap. And it's going to. <laughs> How many attack. buttons got pushed? A lot. All of them in various orders. Yeah. That's still being pushed. <laughs> right now, actively. Because yeah. what if they pushed. turn off? It's an anti trap button. Yeah. Uh, I'll get the combination Garrett, eventually. On top of your head, uh, a couple of knives fall underneath you. Or. <laughs> I love the implication that there's all there's like secret doors opening up the cannons and javelins and like also we just didn't notice that there were knives on strings <laughs> just hanging up above us too. Someone holding on to the Everything comes from a secret latch. At a ten and an eleven, I guess nothing of that is gonna hit you. No. Right. Good. Next one is Napre. Uh, yes. So, um, I had a thought, uh, it does, it will require, uh, some help probably from, from Sarah, uh, on, on her next turn. Um, but I would like to cast clairvoyance third level spell on the opposite side of the wall. Uh, because what I would like to, to do theoretically is have Sarah on her next turn, have her mage hand come around and I will tell her how to like unlock the mechanism yes. from behind and then we can open the door that way. Amazing. Thanks for killing my encounter again. No. You're welcome. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you threatened me with a mimic. Let's go. Uh <laughs> Mimi. Uh the actions of one player do not represent the mindset of everyone. <laughs> and I'd like you to keep that in mind as you are escalating the CRs of future encounters. <laughs> that we, I you know, this never. is this is all, this Nathan, is not we, everyone. We are a team and I don't nope, like your attitude. We're not, Where is we're the support for this. me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're a team, but we want to be judged. Indeed. You know, but I think, I think well. it's important to be, as you're part of a team, to be like, yeah, that person doing some dumb stuff. Antagonizing the DM. Nope, no thanks. I'm gonna set Lazar on fire next turn. So <laughs> I move my grace on top of Lazar. <gasps> but they have uh, four. That's not gonna be fun. Anyways, you know, um, that'll be very painful. Tell me, how do you cast clairvoyance? Uh, so it's it's actually kind of neat uh, because what I do is I actually pull out, I have a little piccolo and I pull out this little piccolo and I play just like the tiniest little tune and the sound kind of like comes out and it's it, it like fills my head. Uh, and as the, the tune enters, there's this like soft blue glow that kind of like comes out and like just from seemingly nowhere, um, but it's actually coming from like this little uh, chain that I have around my neck and it just flies out, shimmers and like goes through the wall. Like maybe if you thought about it, you were like, oh, maybe it's going through the hole, but no, it's, it's actually just passing through the wall and just exists on the other side of this mechanism. Uh, and my eyes kind of glow with like a little bit of blue, which is weird because, you know, they weren't glowing before, um, but now I can see what's on the other side and I I'll point out that there's actually like the mechanism on the other side of this wall and if I had a little bit of help we could try and 
go at it from the other side. Yes. Navri, we are connected telepathically. If you maybe imagine what you are seeing to me, I will be able to see it too. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, it's it's kind of a weird thing because obviously I see it in my head, but I have to think about seeing it in my head to send it to you. So there's like there, there's a little bit of a hitch uh, getting it off the ground, but we get there. You can see it. Um, okay, so just let me... So it's 10 minutes, so it's plenty of time. Now my oh, only assuming question we don't die. would be if you can move the sensor. Um, it says I can create an invisible sensor within range to a location familiar to me. It remains in place for the duration. Okay, so I would say that you will, once you're looking through it, you will share, well, you will have your own senses in terms of range and everything. Mm-hmm. So you create this point behind so there is a little opening in this fake wall and you can see through it and you set this magic sensor and a new room opens for you this room is not it looks more like the cave where you were at the beginning but it's much much smaller it also has a water pool in it and you can see a body that is facing down and you quickly uh, identify a shell or a carapace of a turtle. Once you look, you focus on the and your interest, which is uh, the mechanism behind the, this door. Uh, this door has uh, two sort of manual passbys, bypasses, and they can easily be just uh, uh, turned or like activated or interact with them to manually open this door. So it, you don't, when you interact with those two, um, I wanna say uh, they are uh, like, um, oh my goodness, uh, like levers, it will automatically open rather than you having to open it. Now, you also see that behind all these uh, fake wall, there is a network of cables and uh, little um, ropes that connects to a lot more of traps around the room. And they're connected to this panel, but the, pla- the, the, the control panel, but the control panel, control panel is closed. So there is like a fancy box that says, uh, keep away. Sure. Uh, anything else that you're looking after? Uh, until we can get out of this room. Uh, well, is there, like, is the 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 access code to put into the control panel handily written on that box? The other side. Yeah, there's like a little post-it For note the that just says, "Yeah." <laughs> Unfortunately, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Cassell, I have changed the code to five three two one four. Yeah. Look on the ninja keyboard. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's been here the whole time. Um, yeah, uh, and because there there's a control panel over it, I can't see, like, you know, if, if like, I, I can't figure out based on, because of that, what the code might be. Um, so, like, be, be, because, because there's, a, like, a control panel, I can't actually see like what everything is wired to. So I couldn't be like, oh yeah, no, like the next number that you should hit is this one. 
I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, you will need to act, probably open the to the the box to see. Okay. But probably that is the code or like uh, master switch. For this. Okay. Cool. Uh, I I will. I'm not going to say out loud that Mr. Casella is in the other room just yet because I feel like there's a lot going on. Um, but Sarah definitely can see it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's not good. Good. If that is all your turn, which was mm -hmm. an excellent turn. Um, thanks for that. Top of the round, Garnet. Um, I'm gonna, after the knives have hit my shield, shift them off a bit, walk over to the bookcase. What condition are the books in? Are they in uh, a burnt condition or are they still? No, we decided to burn the cushions. Okay. So this is fine for now, but uh, the whole room is catching fire. So watch out. Are there any books there that catch my attention like the book did in my vision? Roll me a history check. Mm, 16. Actually, the thing that reminds you to your dream is the map. So the map, now that you uh, investigated, it has probably a sign or like a identifier from that specific uh, room. Like if it would be like a but, uh, library system and you know that this map was taken from that room and yeah if you want to further investigate for other similar books in this library maybe you won't find any but you quickly uh, find Mr. Cassell's diary I will quickly pick that up and put that in my armor and um, I'm going to place my hand on the book shelf, book, uh, like the frame itself, I'm going to give it a little wobble to see if it's loose. Does it feel loose now that the mechanisms have expanded on it? Uh, no. Yeah, it's, it's a heavy wooden uh, shelf. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of what to do with that information. Um, I am going to take a step back. I'm going to hold my, draw my sword. I'm going to hold my hand out and I'm going to hold my action to use my telekinetic movement. So when the door starts opening, I'm going to use that to get to open quicker so we can get out quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea. Um, is that all? Uh, and then I think actually what I will do is as I'm doing that, I'll just breathe in and breathe out as I sort of concentrate. And I'm going to use my psionic recovery, which I can use as a bonus action to give myself one psionic uh, dice back. And that's it. That's my turn. Lassar. Fire. Swords. Ink. What do you want to do? Uh, okay. So first I had a question. Did I, and I don't know, maybe I misheard. Did you say that through clairvoyance we saw someone? Uh, only Nabri. Well, right. We being like yes, yeah, collectively. Um, a, a turtle shell. 
And and could you just remind Nathan and maybe maybe listeners and watchers as well, but why we why we know this individual or do we all know this Mr. individual? Cassell. Yeah, Mr. Oh, Cassell. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yes. Got it. Okay. Well, unfortunately, a lot of the spells that I have are also just fire. Go for it. Go. And I don't I wouldn't say we need more. And I don't want to step yeah. on Sarah's excellent Burn work, you know. Um, so I think I I think I think Lazar is going to seeing that Garnet is looking at some of the like books and that kind of stuff is also now just going to try and like seeing that like we're gonna we need to get out of here <laughs> is just gonna try to grab and maybe it's it is ordered or maybe it is just an armful but is literally just like I don't know this seems like maybe <laughs> this is information so just like yoinks a pile of books oh, yeah. and is just going to like be ready to run with them and is just like looking around panically trying not to get his fur set on fire and hoping that someone <laughs> solves this problem i hope there aren't um, any crystals behind those books we'll find out we'll find out uh romeo d100 Can you just do that on D and D Beyond? Yes. Yeah. How do you how do you just do that on D and D Beyond? Uh, like if you, the fourth uh, one from the top. It's the two D tens. You on the website or the app? I'm on the website. Ah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot that that was a thing. That there was mm -hmm. just dice on the side. I've just been clicking the whole time. Ninety seven. <laughs> so you grab a bunch of books. And when you remove them from the shell, you see some other crystals there. And they sort of vibrate a little bit, like if they were about to follow the fall, and then they just go back in place. Well done, baby. Anything else you would like to do? Back away very slowly. Very slowly. Thank you. Next one is we know, we know, fire. And three buttons left. What are you gonna do? I would like to press more buttons. Roll me at D100. It's the only option that's viable <laughs> right now. I mean, I that I think that is correct. 92? Great. You can hear this, the big noise crunk like again. And the, the door sort of screeches a little bit just to let you know that it's open again. And a mechanism like, I don't know, like self-preservation or like um, everything is fine, you know, like a, when an alarm goes off, you have a call to say, to, to let know the uh, firefighters that everything is fine, that they don't have to come to your place. So that sort of this happened. And the medieval fantasy version of uh, extinguishers, uh, they just uh, go off and put down the fire on the door, uh, on the cushions. Uh, you're a little bit covered in this white stuff that is a little bit disgusting, but you're fine. Uh, and not that disgusting, so <laughs> let me rephrase that. In this magical, like foam. invisible, <laughs> this foam. Okay, yes. foam, foam, yes. just so we're clear. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, so, how would you like to um, proceed? Just to 
just one detail. Navri, you still grapple. Uh, yeah. The door is not open yet, but we know how to open it. Mm -hmm. We have a bunch of things. Oh, uh, oh, sorry, we have the music box, and we have the books that Lazar took. And I think uh, the diary for uh, Mr. Cassell. And let's find out what is all that shit after the break. We're back from our short rest. We have finished our consumables and here we are ready for play more D and D. In the first part, I would like to say lots happened, but my only mental mental note is fire, fire, fire. Yeah. Also, we are here for the rule of cool because Clary Boreans takes 10 minutes to be cast, but who gives a shit about rules? Not me. Here we go. As the fire was put up by a emergency system of extinguishers, kind of, you find yourself covering foam with a door semi-open. Notice that behind that door, secret door, this Mr. Cassell floating heads down in a water pool. And every still trouble. Why are you all going to throw to me? Come on, come at me. As as we stood there, there's a little bit of my hair that's a little bit singed, a little bit of a little bit of an ember on it, and little Roger just comes out from underneath my armor with a little fireman's hat on and a little fire extinguisher goes and then disappears back under my armor. And then I'm going to walk over towards where Navri is and I'm going to start trying to get the harpoon off her and untangle her. Uh, yeah. Sorry for not coming a bit sooner. Uh, I got a bit distracted. You know how easily I get distracted. I'm really sorry. Yes, I know. I know. It's fine. It's fine. I'll let you work on that because I still have the music box too and I've got this you know this clairvoyance thing that I'm working on so I have a lot of plates in the air right now and I'm just trying to not drop them you just hear from across the room my apologies I thought fire would help the situation it turns out it did not but then we'll be uh, mage handing as uh, Navri suggested the other side to pull the levers so as everybody sort of start cleaning themselves and this mage hand starts um, moving uh, the levers, the doors open. And let's just see the other side, as I have described, there is a much smaller cave and a much smaller uh, water pool where a corpse is floating. And all you can see is this, uh, the shell or the carapace of a total individual. We can infer that that is Mr. Cassell. Uh, but yes. But um, before the door is fully open or, and, and we can actually go through it, I, I will probably break the news to folks because um, I I want them to, to know ahead of time. I don't want them to be surprised by it because um, obviously I can see what, what is there. Um, so I just feel like, okay, I want, I need everybody to know that I think 
I think poor, poor Mr. Cassell um, is on the other side of this wall and not in a very good way. Aww. Just heads up. Damn it, if we hadn't been stuck in that bloody tank getting high as a kite on that tea, we could have probably got to him and actually saved his bloody life. Oh, is he is he dead? You just said not in a good way. Um, he might he might be. Um he's he's face down in a pool. Oh, that means dead. That that always means Well, I don't I mean uh, okay. Um it would be inconvenient if he was. <laughs> yes, it would be. Um question because I don't know. Um can 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 turtle folk uh breathe underwater? Is this actually like a for sure like yes, he's definitely dead or could he just be sleeping? Just I'm just gonna, so. while Navri is having this chat, I'm gonna walk into the room a tiny little bit so my mage hand how far into the room is Mr. Cassell? Uh, I would down? say there is, between the wall and the water pool is 10 feet with no water and then the water pool is just a 10, radi- 10 feet radius um, so 20 water pool across. and he's in the middle, so 20 okay, feet. Okay, great. So actually, I can reach him with my mage hand without going into the room because it's a 30 foot range. Um, and I'm just going to try and use the mage hand to like, if he's floating in the water, just to like scoot him towards us, towards the edge. Just like gently uh, like, come on. You start moving in. Mm. Nothing happens. He boys um, and washes to the, to the um, uh, shore of this new pool. I believe we should investigate the body and make sure it is Mr. Cassell and that he is definitely dead, but I'm concerned about everyone leaving that room. It might lock itself up again, and I do not believe that we have finished investigating it. I mean, most of it was on fire, wasn't it? Uh, only the cushions. Oh, the just cushions. The, oh, okay. yeah. just well, the cushions. I picked up a diary and I picked up a map, so hopefully those two give us a bit of an answer but I, I fully agree that maybe we shouldn't all leave the room although saying that if we all don't leave the room and then one person gets locked in the room then how's that one person going to get out and I just yeah whatever we'll Lazar is just stomping past everybody out of this god's forsaken room with his pile of books and just as to the out. bigger cave or to the small cave You just muted yourself. Yes. Muted. Damn it. To the next, to the next room, <laughs> the I think. small one. So you've just gone past Sarah. Ah, Lazar, could you help me turn Mr. Cassell in the water? I'm concerned about taking him out of the water in case he desiccates like the others did. Sorry, defecates. Desica- desiccates. Desiccates. <laughs> <laughs> was in character. <laughs> Calling it now. No, Very important. We're all taking. We're all Look, taking dead a vote. Bodies. Uh, quick question, because um, got brain lock as even it felt like it was a week ago. What uh, masks? What were the? Did did your tentacly friend say what the other masks were that we were looking for, or is it just masks? It was just masks in general. Three missing. Oh. Nuts. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got my book, and if everyone's got something of interest, I think we've seen enough here, and I will kind of 
march on through and kind of let's keep it moving let's keep it moving and not point fingers as to who set up traps (laughs) we have a slight issue with everyone keeping moving in that Navri is currently harpooned to the floor oh oh I got her out of that oh did you I think did I I thought I did okay fine then (laughs) I like that Garnet is now just like I'm sorry, I'm just feeling really off today. You know, I got all these bodyguard things, I got all these adventuring things all at the same time. Do you, know how diff- do you know how difficult it is to make new friends while still trying to do your job? I'm trying to impress these two really cool people that have joined us. But I keep forgetting my duties. And it's just, it's uh, difficult, all right? So not. You are very impressive. I just thought I would check, considering that you are not that strong. But you have done a marvellous job. Well done. I, uh, I feel... Highly offended, but also thankful at the same time. It's, it's a weird feeling. You take psychic damage because of that. It was shame to the heart. Um, so, is everybody move now that uh, Nabri is free and nothing seems to be clicking in order to kill you? You want to move to the next room, right? Uh, if I'm absolutely certain that I can't find the key in this room to wind up this music box, then yeah. Yes. Do you want to do that now or after? Uh, I don't think uh, five of us need to to take a look at the body. Um, I'm Ooh. really curious about the uh, the music box, especially if it's like connected to like because I saw the the blood come over here as well. I'm I'm curious that there's something important like inside of it that like is is tied to Mr. Cassell. Mm-hmm. So if you are visibly kind of fiddling with it and like being like, where is this? A winner will just be like, oh, do you need a key for that? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I have to like wind it up. So I, I but I I haven't been able to find anything yet to do that with. I have thieves tools. Interesting. Um. I would say you can use that to wind it up. But the wind it up, so you start doing the wind it up. Mm-hmm. But then it doesn't work. So you quickly realize that you need to make a sort of rhythm with the wind it up in order to create the rhythm in the music box. So I would say I'm going to ask for a sleight of hand from Winnow and a performance check from Napri in order to help, so like directing windows, um, meticulous um, proceeding. Well, I have a plus nine in performance and I ended up with a 12, which is the <laughs> most upsetting thing in the world, but um, it's above a 10. So I guess that's fine. I have a plus eight in sleight of hand um, and I rolled a 16 on the dice. Great. So, you are you using uh, your hands, or are you using uh, maybe the uh, the um, the tattoo just for flavor? Uh, the tattoo. So you take the tattoo, two little really uh, thin uh, arcs of ink, and then you start moving your tip tools in the right place, and Nabri. Puts, I, I imagine this, uh, puts uh, it, uh, her hand on your shoulder and start giving you like the rhythm. Uh, Nabri 
is not paying much attention. So uh, the emotion and all these sort of uh, inspirations takes over. And at some point, it's a little bit too strong on your shoulder, but she's giving you uh, the right um, rhythm or a rhythm that quickly it matches with this uh, music box. And as you start winding up, like if it was a, a song or a music uh notes i don't know the name of the pentagram thingy uh, but yeah just like that and it opens and it's weird because the the uh the music box is not too big but when it opens it sort of displays what looks like a stand like about two feet tall and this looks like a display for something and there is six missing items or there is six hooks where you could have put six items and you can read something in the base of this sort of stand and it's in a language that i guess you don't speak this is deep speech do you speak deep speech? but you know someone that does <laughs> yes we do Yes, we do. Uh, just, just because I'm curious, uh, are there um, th there isn't like a butterfly or anything carved in this? No, not at all. Okay, okay. Um, for for the record, because it popped in my head, um, the uh, the rhythm that I'm tapping uh, on Winnow's shoulder um, is awfully reminiscent of Darude's Sandstorm. Because when I think of beats, that's the only thing that pops into my head. Um, so it was it was very. Uh, it was bumping in this music box. Um, but but seeing seeing the deep speech, I'll just like look at Winnow and then I'll just uh, I'll call over my shoulder if uh, if Sarah's not busy. Well, we would have been turning the body and looking at the body while that was happening. <laughs> yes, I uh, actually don't. Sorry, I don't call out to Sarah. Uh, what I do, I, I don't know how deep speech is. Um, is is set up but uh, i will i will look at it and if i can recognize that it's deep speech i'll just think about the fact that oh this is deep speech i wonder if sarah can read this and then nice. sarah will get that uh, in her head uh sarah you get in your mind the picture or the description of this uh inscription uh in the base of this uh base uh it reads well it's weird because there is, you know what it says, but you get the meaning of it. Or like, it's not the meaning of the words, the meaning for you. Or for a part of you. You read the silent agony. Uh -huh. And you feel sort of a connection with this. Something in you reads brother. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Ah. Navri? Uh, well, I, actually, I mean, are we... Sorry. So this has happened, but while they were investigating and unlocking the music box, did we get anything from... So the, I would say, uh, Sira, Lazar, and uh, Garnet move next to the body and what you find is a small body 
of a total person mm-hmm. and it's just floating there. How are you going to proceed? Uh, well, turning him over, does is there a, like an obvious, this is how he died? Uh, this... Is he wearing a mask? It's wearing a mask. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they are wearing an elephant mask. Ooh. Uh, okay. Um, we'll just have, as we turn it over, have called... Well, actually, no, because the Lazar and, and Garnet are here. Um, ah, do we think we ought to collect this one as well? Take the whole set? It makes sense. Do you have facility for doing that? Winner is busy at present. <laughs> uh, do we just want to take the mask off or do we need to take proof back that he's dead? Hmm. They only reacted when we disturbed them, is that correct? Uh, as far as this point, so uh, the, the three creatures that you faced already, they were conscious before they started attacking you. This right. thing is just there. Definitely dead. I wonder how he died. I Can I roll a medicine to, check? To do with the mask on his face. Well, yeah, yes. specifically, I was curious to see also whether, like in Lazar, I'll say this in character and apologize for also interrupting. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lazar would say, uh, yes, it's uh, the other ones were alive with the mask, so I do not know. I do not know. That's very strange. This is true. It, it is very strange indeed. <laughs> As Garnet is working on that, can I be doing a medicine check to see, or whatever the pro- appropriate check would be to see if I can figure out how this, this individual died? Uh... So, a corpse doesn't bleed. This corpse is bleeding. Like actively? Actively bleeding. Uh, and hey, as... hey, hey Garnet, <laughs> yes? excuse me. Let's uh, uh, one I think quick moment, uh, please. I, I think I've got the blade just just under the mask. I'm going to try and lift oh, it up. No, yeah, where, uh, just uh, please uh, one one moment. Just, uh, just uh, take a take a quick. I uh, just have a little. Just uh, stop, please. <laughs> oh my goodness! As uh, you stab the face of Mister Cassell, uh, the Did three not eyes. Stop? It, would would, would Garnet not stop? Well, if... it was more that I was trying to put the mask underneath at the blade underneath where the mask. Because I would assume that the mask is. Yeah, it's still sort of face. Yeah, it. and like yeah. so, I'm trying to you and I poke it underneath and lift. I'm not actually like stabbing. I'm just like yeah. 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 And I'm imagining like Sarah and Lazar are both like kind of down at kind of body level and can see this like little trickle of blood start, and we're like, oh, 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 uh-oh. oh, oh. I, I'll stop that. Yeah, I'll... As you disturb this entity, the eyes in the mask, the three eyes in the mask, they wide open. And they bright, they bright, immensely bright. They, they bright, bright. I think so. That's right. Never mind. There is a lot of light coming out of the three eyes, and Sira, Lazar, Lazar, and Garnot, they just disappear. Uh, okay. Napri and Winnow. Um, you see this light 
And it's sort of like the light is coming up to you. Do you want to do something before this light catches you? Coming coming after us? Yes. Um, um can I push Navri behind me and just be like, stay there, I've got this. Nice. And just try and do a protect. I don't know what I'm doing to a protect for, but I'm attempting. Amazing. You feel the light catching you. And if someone would be looking out of this scene, you will also disappear. And the last thing that you see is this sort of flash of light. And when the flash of light, um, uh, faints, you find yourself in a really obscure place. This place is weird, smells like the essence that you found in the room, and it's also a little bit hot. So you, the first thing that you sort of think like where we are, and second, what is so similar to the rooms where we previously been. And as your senses start, well, your eyes, please raise your hand if you have dark vision. Have we all gone? I thought it was just Winnow. <laughs> I love it. Um, those with uh, dark vision, uh, you see, you can see your comrades around you, but you cannot totally tell where are you. Uh, those without um, dark vision, you can only see, and well, also Garnet, uh, you can see two big eyes somewhere in the space. And those big yellow eyes start shining and that light allows you to see a little bit of what's going on in here. You find yourself in a platform which is probably 30 feet by 30 feet. And in the middle of the platform, there is a single turtle individual. You rapidly see that there is not a mask in this individual, and they seem to be suffering. And Either you hear in your minds, or probably the place where you are is creating this noise. And you hear, please, please help me. Please take it out of my head. Please, please. And you can see how this person is in agony or is in pain and is just right there crouching on, on the floor. You are 30 feet away of this individual. And probably the eyes are. 50 feet away, but they are sort of in the air. Um, I would say that mechanically, you cannot, although this is for flavor, all that, that I'm describing, but technically you cannot see this. So this is a hardly obscure place for those with no um, dark vision. How would you like to proceed? So can we just hear this voice like calling out for those of us who don't have dark vision? Yes. I, I Lazar, I think, would like raise his lantern and like cast light and just like illuminate 
the area around us. As you yeah, cast I light, do the same on my eyes. You find yourself. You you know you know. The light shows you the place where you are, and this is not a place where you were. This is a strange space. Um, there is two rings in this space: a ring of fire and a ring of ice. The ring of fire and the ring of ice touch in the bottom, creating a 30 by 30 uh, platform where is you actually are at the moment. And in the same, uh, and one of the opposite sides where you are is where Mr. Cassell is just crouching out of pain. Uh, if you would like to walk all the way through the ring of fire, the ring of fire will take you uh, 50 feet all the way up. This is a weird place, so forget about gravity. So you can stand up uh, on your feet and don't fall. If you will decide to go on the ring of ice, same effect with the gravity, except that because the ring of fire is a little bit bigger, if you place yourself 12 o'clock, so just on top of everything in the ring of ice, you will have full cover from the ring of ice. Sorry, sorry, Ali. I think you said that the ring, the ring of fire was the smaller one that's fifty feet yeah. around, and the ring of ice is the larger one that's seventy feet yeah. around. That way, that way, yeah. So fire, ice. Yes. If you if you are placed in the ring of ice at twelve o'clock, the ring of fire will cover you. Okay. Yes. And I'm so I'm so sorry if if I missed this. Um. So if we're we're down here at six o'clock, where is Mr. Cassell? at six o'clock in the same platform, but okay. 30 feet away from you. Okay, cool. And is he next to the start of fire or the start of ice? You are at the start of uh, fire. Okay. So you can, if you move backwards, you will be going on circle of fire. Yeah. You will have to go right to go to circle of ice. Yeah. Good question. What is the yeah. width of the platform? Uh, everything is 30 feet. Uh, everything's 30 feet. So these yes. the big boy rings. Yeah. Yes. Uh, great. The big yellow eyes, as you cast light, they sort of disappear or hide somewhere. I don't know. And a couple of things happen here. Uh, it seems like the light is burning the skin of Mr. Cassell. And they start sort of uh, screeching out of him pain. And they, um, there is a, a little bit of like, not bubbles, but uh, injuries in the skin of uh, Mr. Castell and they start transforming, let's say, and they start growing in size. And the only thing that you can see at this point is a carapace. And you see those little figures in the carapace and they are like acting a little bit weird and suddenly one of them open like an eye and then another one and then another one and then suddenly the full carapace is full oh, in no. eyes oh no and they, they they still like crouching in pain in the floor 
and the carapace sort of separates from the lower part and it opens and it reveals a big brain underneath the carapace and the carapace also have a little bit like fans maybe something like that and finally three appendages or three limbs kind of tentacles two on the sides and one just like a um like the light of an angle angle of fish and the light that is coming out of Lasser's lantern, it sort of disappeared in a 10 feet radius around this creature. And then the um, the injury sort of stopped. But the little thing at the end of this sort of tentacle star sort of pulsating. And with that, I will ask you to roll for initiative. Yeah, that seems <laughs> seems like right. how that was gonna go, huh? Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, talking to this creature. No, are you sure? No, I was gonna say he sounds like a this person Mr. sounds Gazelle. like a rather swine person. No, yeah. you know, fine person. We should be able to talk to them. Surely. We've just been looking for you. We were after the object that you found. How are you? Oh no, I roll bad. No, okay. Right, same. I have a question. Yes. It's a dumb one, um, but. Since our last encounter, which was in the middle of the night, has the sun come up yet? Ah. I should have healed too. <laughs> Is that for the, um, for the reactivation of an item? It's yeah, the tattoo. I can only do it once per. It yeah. renews at yeah. dawn. If it's something reactivates at dawn or next day, you can uh, recharge it. Yeah. Any, any, yeah. any. Yeah. I rolled a seven on my initiative. Oh, wait, I also wait, got a seven. Wait. Oh, yeah. So I got an eight. Boom. High roller. 18. And I have no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot be the first one to do this right now. That was uh, me in the last combat. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, wait, no, you got a seven, right? Yeah. Garner a seven. Sarah? Uh, a 14. 14. Uh, Lacerda an eight. And Nabri an 18. Great. All that is great because you know what? My creatures go first. Um, great. Great. Love wait, 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 wait. Creatures plural? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think hate when I do that as DM. I or like I homebrew a monster that uses like a stat block and I use the name of the monster that I like lightly tweaked and I was like, oh yeah, this owl bear. It's like shit, it was god fuck, god damn it. No. I think I think um, you used the wrong term there, Ali. I think I think the term is our new friends. Yeah. I meant two people uh, hop into the Skype call or the Zoom call. Friends. Yes. They're just look at these new party friends, right? Uh, initiative twenty. You can see literally how these creatures start absorbing the light out of your lantern and then it pulsates. But no one is close enough, so lucky you. Uh, then uh, somebody roll a 20. So they, Mr. Cassell, oh, this creature, whatever it is, starts moving forward. But then you hear this, please, please help me. Like if there is something still there out of Mr. Cassell, and 
something funny happened because this sort of egg or two rings structure is just floating there in space, in black space. But suddenly, just as if this were a movie theater, you can see in IMAX, let's say, uh, I would say it's a memory. And you can see Mr. Cassell receiving or reading a letter about the request of the regent for an item. And the item is the music box and how he heads towards um, Baldur's Gate to get such an item. Uh, and then the images just fade and they're gonna take their turn. They move really, really slow. But nevertheless, I would say they are 10 feet away, no, 20 feet away from you. I would say everybody is uh, clustered or like shoulder to shoulder. And we know because your heroic action of trying to protect Navri, I would give you inspiration. Cool. But that's it. That's how you know this is going to be really tough. Yes. Yeah. Next one. Next one is Navri. You have a monster thingy 20 feet away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what kind of creatures these are, um, but uh, I'm guessing they're probably not good. Um, so, you know, what we need is um, a little inspirational fight music. Uh, so I'm actually going to pull out my loot, my, my DOS loot, uh, and I'm going to use it. Uh, definitely not Darude uh, Sandstorm, uh, but I'm going to actually use it uh, to cast protection from evil and good on Garnot. Nice. Hey, remind me what does that do? Uh, until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures, aberrations, celestials, elementals, fae, fiends, and undead. Uh, creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target, and then the target can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. Um, this is a good one because that's a great idea. Wink, wink. <laughs> but second, because... Garnet has somehow a connection with uh, one of those kind of creatures. So uh, Garnet, you get the ting, 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 ting notification from um, your invisible pixie that gives you the message that this thing is an aberration. Great. Uh, anything else, Nabri? Um, yeah, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to use my, um, one of, uh, as my, bonus action uh i'm just gonna cast healing word on myself because uh, i took a little bit of damage and it's not <laughs> great um and that's a it's just a bonus action so it's 1d4 plus my spell casting modifier uh so i'm gonna just do that super fast to get a little bit of health back where are you there you are oh that's a good roll that's seven that's a great no roll yeah. And that's my turn. I'm also going to move behind. Um, I'm going to move behind everybody else. 
Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. put you, how far can you, do you want to go on the ring of fire? Three o'clock, six o'clock? Um, if we're at six right now, uh, probably, probably, probably nine o'clock, right? Nine o'clock, yes. feels like a good... Um, so you are sort of like this. So they are here and you are here. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. Um, uh, Bray, you are here in my mental map. Great. Anything else? Nope. That's going to be it for me. What is your passive perception? Uh, my passive perception is uh, 14. You can see on the ring of eyes, covering the shadows of the ring of fire, two creatures. And with that, we move to Sira. I guess because of your connection, you also know that. Yep, I definitely think that. <laughs> think about the fact that there's two of them hiding up yeah. there. I think uh, very loudly. Very loudly. Oh shit! <laughs> I will say that out loud. Ah, we have company hidden up there as well. Uh, okay. The thing that is possessing Mr. Cassell. Do we get the sense that, so obviously it's turned his shell into the, this, this shell of eyes at the moment, and we see a brain. Does it look like it, I mean, it's hard to see, I guess, because it's dark, but in the glimpse that we saw when it was light, did it look like the, the brain, was the brain like, total sized was it did it look like it was mr cassell's brain or did it look like uh, a parasite that has snuck under uh, a shell definitely and a on? parasite so as right. mr cassell also increased in size being a large creature now the most of the body of this creature is a brain yeah yeah fine okay i i i don't know if it would work famous last words but i'm going to try it i'm i'm going to try casting phantasmal force mm, nice on the brain <laughs> and i would like it to see so i think sarah sarah just stands there and again the sort of the, the head just kind of looking at where mr cassell would be just kind of tilts slightly and this kind of um unseen to the brain but there's these sort of spectral uh, spectral like dark sort of swirling heads over to it and sort of smokes the area around it and then forms what I, I what I would like it to believe is that Mr. Cassell Mr. Cassell's shell is trying to eat the brain uh, okay. so if the brain stays attached to Mr. Cassell it will get eaten Okay. I wanted um, to try and be scared and try and detach. I need to make an investigation check, right? Oh, it's an intelligence um, saving intelligence. throw. Intelligence. Oh, so first the intelligence um, save. Not very intelligent. Okay, this is good. This is good. 16. It's a brain. <laughs> I mean, right. so, yeah, 16, 16 was the, the threshold, unfortunately. So it knows. Boo! Uh, but I will give you that. The brain looks very attached to this. Very, very attached. Okay. 
Fair enough. I wasn't sure if it was like, I've decided to be attached and I could <laughs> let go, or it was a, I am now implanted. Uh, okay, I don't Can think... Hold on. Um, silvery barbs? <gasps> yes, yes. Yes, you could silvery barbs. Or oh, I, I could silvery barbs. I could do that. Yes. Uh, 14. Uh, that will fail. That will fail. Yes. Okay, wait. I just need to check. I do have the spell slots to silvery barbs as well. Yes, good. <laughs> Running out of spell slots. This is not good. I know. Um, I mean, I've got I've I've got level one spell slots. I got you. Like silvery okay. barbs. Oh, you done. did it. Oh, you did. Yes. Okay, no, great. like, yeah. Thank that's you, that, that was that was my thing. Sorry. Yes. That's it. <laughs> it looked like you were going. You could silvery barbs though, right? Oh, no, no, no. no. This was me being like, can I? <laughs> yes. yes, you can. And thank you. You're welcome. Uh, okay. Uh, so, um, I mean, I guess I've seen that it uh, it is attached, attached now, though, right? Uh, yeah. But I guess okay. So the the illusion that it sees is um, the the shell the shell has teeth and is threatening the brain, but it wants to scare it into submission. Rather than like the brain tearing itself off, Mister Casal and running away, however a brain would. <laughs> it's uh, um, like the the shell is closing down and Mister Casal is taking control again. That's what I want it to see. Yes. Um, right. And it is, uh, it is so convinced of this phantasm's reality uh, that. Uh, blah, 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 it, yes, it can take, if it takes psychic damage, I don't know, uh, five psychic damage? They certainly can take yes. psychic damage. Great. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Uh, the target can use its action to examine the phantasm, so it can't do anything until its turn. Yeah. Um, but then it would be an, inte- an investigation check. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So uh, that's... My action, uh, bonus action, um, I don't like that it was trying to come towards us. Uh, I think it would be bad if it got close. So I'm going to just telekinetically shove it five feet further away from us. Please, can it make a strength saving throw? Oh, absolutely. I I can try, definitely. Ooh, 13. That fails. (laughs) Get away. Uh, how far? Five feet. Five feet. I'm not going to stop it, but, you know. Now it's 25 away from everyone. Good. Anything else? Uh, that is, that is action and bonus action. Movement? Um, I think I'm going to stay focused on this guy, because I've got to keep concentration. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay where I am. Next one is... Uh, Lasser. I hope it's me, or... Oh no, things are escalating. Uh, well, first I have a question. I also have very... I have very high passive perception. Would Lazar be aware of the other creatures yet? And if not, no worries, but it changes... You. Oh, you did? Okay. Wait, when Nabri showed Sarah, are, I said they are up there. But only Nabri can see them. Okay, cool and great. So... Uh, Lazar sees that this creature who's trying to advance on us is like soaking up light and that kind of thing. And he, he holds his lantern up even higher and the light goes out for a moment. And then 
the light starts appearing in small pinpricks kind of emerging from all around us. And from like 15 feet or so all around Lazar, so encompassing presumably everyone in the party, a like a series of tiny stars start to appear and you can see a almost like galaxy looking things start to swirl all around us and Lazar looks at this at this creature knowing that there are others as well and he says you do not know who you have who you have come to attack you do not know who i serve and he casts spirit guardians swirling all around him and all the party um, and almost inviting them to come and attack uh, the group while hoping so that, that they don't. But 15. They yes. are not that close. No, yet. I know. I, yeah, I figured not. Uh, I figured this is a preemptive measure, assuming nice. that the some of these big, scary creatures will probably want to get up on and chomp upon us. Um, and I think think I think I think he's going to I don't think he's going to even step back I think he's going to try and be sort of in the middle of everyone so that everyone is kind of covered with this arcane stardust and the protection that it offers and I think that'll be I think that'll be his turn uh absolutely beautiful thank you Garner all this magic around you forced your confidence tell me what would you like to do Oh, uh, so the tool in front of us, he is talking to us like he wants help. He's, and then the thing that is sort of trying to get us is like a separate entity that's attached to him. Yeah, there, there is a parasite definitely here. Okay. Parasite uh, situation here. Uh, we're here to help you. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you could, please, uh, that would be fantastic. If you could like be willing for us to help you, then that would help out what I can do a lot more than maybe, uh, I'll tell you what, just to show you that I am a little bit willing, I'm gonna, how far away is he? Uh, 25 feet. I'm not gonna do what I was gonna do because <laughs> you're a little bit too far away, but um, I'll at least come to us, come to us. And I'm just gonna, sword and shield out and I'll, I'll wait for you yeah and I've got to hold my action oh uh, uh, hold attack I've got to hold an attack to attack the parasite if he gets close enough do you want to be in front of everyone because at this point now it's shoulder to shoulder so if they come they might face someone before you but if you yes. are in front they will target you I have to at least do some of my job as a bodyguard and I will stand in front of everyone um just to let you know, as a Fibre, Garnet is less than 50% of their hit points, if anybody wants to intervene. Anyways, thank you very much. Garnet. Next one is Wino. Wino, you see all of this and how Garnet quite um, courageously steps forward without getting into uh, close combat with this thing. Apparently, no one wants to get the close combat with this thing. Why? I don't know. I mean... It's a friendly... It has a, it has a toothy torso and is a giant brain hard pass. Thank you. Anybody with a high enough passive perception will see that there is actually some blood pouring out of his mouth and out of his ears and stuff, but because he has red skin, it's quite it's difficult to see. But anybody high enough will be able to see that he is actually 
bloody this. Oh, sweet pea, no. Do you not have a potion? <laughs> I do, I keep forgetting to take it. <laughs> do you have you a just hear Winnow go, take your medicine. If you, if you only used your action to hold an attack, do you not have used your bonus action to quaff? If, if that's all right to do that, quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah? I don't take my potion. <laughs> it's Roger comes out of my armor and sort of feeds it oh. to me, and then he disappears back in. Uh, what is the... It's 2D4. 2D4. So are we, are we giving... A small costumes for each situation. Is, okay. Are we gonna get a doctor one or a nurse one for this one? Yes, and he's uh, he's wearing one of those he's wearing one of those surgical masks, and he's got these little gloves on his hands, and he's got the little um, what are they called like the little caps on his head, and that that's about it. And he's just pulling the potion out and pours it in my mouth, and then disappears back in. This is actually why we don't have a ton of money because all of our budget just goes to Roger's costumes. Money but well it's a spent. agreement. Right, and we all agree that that is what we should be doing with our money. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Why is Roger in surgeon's garb? He can't be a surgeon because he's got no thumbs. I'm just imagining like... Don't. He has a tail though. Don't limit his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> he can grow up to that. be whatever uh, he wants to be. We know. We were uh, about to start your turn. Right. Okay. Uh, does Ga- Garnot lo- no longer look like he is on death's door, about um, to heal over? Uh, I look a little over bloodied, not by much. Okay. okay. Not a great I roll. Will... <laughs> I rolled a five for my healing. Could be worse. Could be worse. Um, I will bonus action activate my Eldritch Claw tattoo. Um, strike a bit of a ready pose, as they say. Okay, everyone spread out so they can't so it can't tag, target us all at once. Frontline fighters to the front. Distance, keep your distance. I'm going in. And I'm going in. How close? Is that ten or fifteen? Fifteen. Nice. Uh, we know you are I'm gonna put you like slightly on the side, so as you say that you're dispersed. What's gonna happen now? Tell me. What's going to happen is um, I'm going to, I'm not going to use any key points quite yet, but I still get two attacks with another unarmed striker's two bonus actions, I believe. Um, and I'm going to try and kind of aim those towards the brain itself, trying to kind of claw it out. Mm, nice. Yes, please. Cool. So that's four D20s to hit. Let's you, but also good. Okay. And I've got plus nine to hit. So that's an 18. Hits. Um, a 20. Hits. And, and a 11 uh, is a... Oh, it's another 20. I'm bad at maths. And Hits. then a final one is a 21. Hits. Hooray! Okay. So, sorry. This is... You've had a paladin maths. Now get ready for monk maths. So, the actual attacks, there are four, and they all do a d6. Mm-hmm. And then... Do all of them do an extra d6 on top of that? Oh, uh, maths. Your sheet uh, was what it is. It's 1d6 plus 6, right? Yes. So each of these so is 1d6 plus 6. And yeah. then because of the tattoos, there's an extra d6 for each of the attacks. Yes. So, it's, so 2d6 plus 6. Yeah. So it's yeah, 8d6 so plus 24. 8d6 plus yeah. 24. Thank you. Eep. 
So I'm gonna mark the 24 right now. So you yeah, forget okay. about us. Yeah. So just 86. And just give me the numbers in the dice. 16, 16, 17, 18. I love this tattoo. 19, 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37 on top of that. Nice. Nice. 86. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just a casual fireball every turn. Yeah. <laughs> It's a casual fireball between friends. A casual controlled <laughs> fireball. Mm-hmm. Casual fists of fireball. That's what we should call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you would like to do? Um, I've given battle. I know, yeah. Uh, that's a bonus action, yes. So, Thank you very much. As uh, we know, activate the claws and they are taking scoops and chunks out of this uh, brain. It's all screeches. And you hear then again, the, the voice coming from all the the, um, the uh, sides or all around. What are you doing in my realm? This is my safe place. And that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. But uh, oh yes. But don't worry. It's not. I, I figure out that might be. Uh, Eldritch beings just like their safe places. Get out of my Everyone's allowed to say convenience space. space. Yeah, they, they are not that related. Yeah. Okay. Let's not get that deep into that. Thank you very much. Uh next one is somewhere lurking in the dark. You can see those two eyes, one each on each side of the ring of eyes. These creatures are really slender and they have some spikes. They look like humanoid lizards, but instead of having this big sort of uh, mouth, it's a short mouth, and there is only one eye covering the whole uh, face. I would say for Lazar, this is a quite well-known, I would say not low-level monster, but this is a nothing. Quite known for the power to pierce into your mind. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna roll a d5 here, one d5, but a 10. Mm, beautiful. Uh, Sarah, could you please make me a, mm, 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 a deception check, please? Sure. I mean, I can try. It's a whole nine. And I got a 21 for my insight. <laughs> and they pierce right into you. And they look inside. They don't like what they see. They were expecting secrets of, you know, like, oh, this guy steals from, um, from the church or things like that. But then they find this other entity living inside you. And for a moment, you see this, uh, again, this projection in this sort of IMAX theater that is surrounding you of the lonely one. But then next to it, there is another creature. It looks more like a octopus. And they are sort of fighting. Or are they dancing? Who knows? Uh, the next, and, and then the projection finishes. Does everyone see that? Yes, yes, everybody yeah. sees that. The next, nothing is going to do something similar, but less 
fun uh, is gonna target Napri. Napri, could you please make me a constitution saving throw? Sure. You sure you don't want it to be a charisma saving throw? Uh, no. Okay. Well, that's a 10. Uh, you need it at yeah, 12. And as this thing starts looking at you, they look and they give you the look like, oh, they are looking at those little imperfections that you don't like about yourself. I don't know, some sort of fur that grows in the opposite way or maybe uh, black spots on your nose. And yeah, it feels weird. And you take 14 points of necrotic damage. Excuse me? Excuse you. Holy moly. Uh, wow. Okay. Around. Top no. of the round. And my creature still eating light. And it's going to move forward to get into 10 feet away from Winnow and 10 feet away from Garnor. The creature is also now in the reach of the spiritual guardians. So let's do that damage first. Sorry, I was pulling, I was trying to plan my next turn and forgot that I needed to be responsible for <laughs> things happening on other people's turns. Uh, okay, so it is a wisdom saving throw that they need to make. Um, and it's just want to make sure. Yeah, in, it enters the area for the first time. So yep. wisdom saving throw. That is, oh, a natural one. It's not good. 15 points of radiant damage as starlight and star stuff just like doesn't really hit it but just like almost it's almost like uh astral sandpaper uh where it just like grazes against them and like it passes through them but just it like scrapes some of it some of it away you can also see how those little particles start like impacting with some of the eyes and the eyes sort of like squeeze like, oh, this is really uncomfortable for the creature. Thank you. But now still, it was just that effect. Um, I'm going to devour, devour some light and I'm gonna pew, 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 pew. Could we know and um, Garnet make a constitution saving throw 15? No. <laughs> yes. 23. Nice. Those who didn't. <laughs> Those of us. Eight points of damage. No, sorry, sorry. 17. And do, no. Those who didn't. 17. Those who did. Eight. Oh. And that is radiant damage. If that helps in some way. Um, now it goes my creature who is um, going to multi-attack one goes to um, when you Simon. said he moved and you yeah. said he was 10 feet away from me didn't you? yes he okay so it's all within range to attack okay it's fine yes oh yes you can throw your you can throw your, your sword if you want. 
no, 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 no. I could draw my crossbow, but I've already drawn my sword and shield, so I, I feel that wouldn't really work with the reaction, so I won't do that. That's fine. Uh, so that's a 26 to hit uh, Winnow and a 22 to hit uh, Garner. Is it an aberration, and is that with the disadvantage? And uh, no, not. Thing. Um, Can I also ask: Is this a ranged attack or a melee attack? That is a melee attack, melee. but with, with reach. Okay. Uh, fourteen, uh, and yeah, so twenty-six to hit Winnow and fourteen to hit Garner. I shall block it with my shield and knock it away. Nice. Uh, so the uh, Winnow takes 12 points of bludgeoning damage. It's not and looking good. That's it. Next one is Napri. Napri. Yeah, um, so I may have forgotten that Winnow is also uh, an up-close, uh, in-personal combat uh, fighty individual. Um, so um, I'm pretty much going to do the same thing I did last turn, um, but kind of direct it all at Winnow. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to use my movement, which should get me close enough. Um, you know, playing as I'm as I'm kind of like running towards them um, and casting protection from good and evil again, or from evil and good, um, using up another charge on my loot, which is fine because it still has some charges left. Oh, and then, nice. And you yeah. have a concentration, right? Because it's cast mm-hmm. through the... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to use my last uh, first level spell slot to cast a little healing word uh, on, on Winnow as well. Um, mm-hmm. Because, because uh, Winnow is well, such so, a bad uh, way. But you still cast the spell, right? Yes. Yeah, so you the spell casting will still apply. Uh. Oh, oh, yes, you cast it through the, I mean, the, actually, you use your action to use the item. Yes, and then cast. and then healing word uh, can be used as a bonus action. It, it's yeah, one still, bonus action to cast. Yeah. Oh, so oh, you, okay. Yeah. But yeah, but, te- but technically, it's not a spell slot through the item, it's using the item to cast the spell, and then it's... Yeah, to cast the spell, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that is fudge muffins. That's only four. I'm so sorry. That's double what I was just on. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> great, then we're doing well. <laughs> Still single digits, but get in there. <laughs> Try. I mean, it's fine, right? Uh, any movement, Nabri? Uh, if I've got any in the tank, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up. Uh, I know I can't get back to nine, uh, but I don't want to be in front. I don't want to be in front. Yes. Get me back. <laughs> so now you are in nine. So you are just on top of this creature. Oh, uh, you're you all are the way. out of the. <laughs> you are out of the range of everything. Out of the range of the creature and out of the range of the uh, spiritual guardian. So you're fine there. I think. You're safe. I would say. Um, I'm doubt doubtful. Incredibly Definitely doubtful. Very Thank trustworthy. You. Yeah. Thank and you. Yeah. From this distance, the creatures cannot see you as well. So they cannot lurk at you. They cannot gaze. But yeah, I think that was a good move. Sira. Uh-huh. Please. Yes. Save us. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to. Uh, okay. Um, is Winnow, Winnow and Garnet are still canonically 10 feet away. 15, yes. 10, 15 feet away from Mr. Mis- Kassar. Yes. Okay. 
Which is now 25 feet away from where I am. Okay. Uh, um, It's a funny thing, you know, when I'm like, I am used to playing tanks that are up front and the the one time that I'm playing a squishy spellcaster and I currently have the most health on the team and seeing Winnow getting so hurt and Sarah is, is their familiar and must protect. <gasps> so, uh, it's just, I mean, I'm still holding concentration on, um, oh, that's a good point. Yes. On, on Mr. Cassell's turn, you did not, that's a good point. Yes. Uh, thanks wait. for reminding me that. Yes, so let's uh, uh, action that. Okay, so, you didn't examine it. Yes. So it takes another 1d6 psychic damage. Uh, that's a three. On 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 his on its turn, on the creature's turn. Oh no no. That's on my turn, sorry, it takes the damage. Um so I'm still concentrating on that. I am going to um yeah, Sarah is just going to sort of <laughs> the eyes don't go red, but it's the equivalent of that. They go bad. <laughs> alone and is going to run up to and then five foot past Mr. Cassell. Oh, I'm so you going, want to be in the back? I'm going 30 feet, so I'm going just be out. So not going out of, like, I don't want to invoke opportunity attack. I'm just going the other side. So you want to go uh, through the ring of fire? Or around? No, Mr. no, Cassell. no. Just like I'm running to Mr. Cassell, mm-hmm. but just going. I'm stopping oh, yes, yes, the yes, other yes, side yes. of I, him I, rather yes. than stopping in front yes. of him. Now I get you. So you are behind Mr. Cassell, and then, um, and then arms are just going to come up, um, and uh, the out of the. Um, no, that's what it is. Is the faceplate moves sarah's faceplate moves and out of the the hole from the core um comes tentacles and starts battering mr cassell um this is it i'm doing uh hung arms of hadar at third level nice uh, oh. that is an area effect right uh, yes. Can you please make me? Uh, it's a it's a ten foot radius, which is why I wanted to be the other side. Yes. So it absolutely. doesn't affect my teammates. Clever. Um, can you make a strength saving throw, please? Absolutely, I can. Just let me put this on top of this picture. A strength you said, right? Yes, please. Sixteen. Uh, that would. Pass, I am also, I'm going to silvery barbs it. <laughs> and I, it's with disadvantage, right? Uh, yes, we rolls again. 14. Fails. Oh, and I'm going to give the advantage to uh, Garnet. Nice. For your nice. next uh, attack. Um, so, yeah, he fails. He takes 13 necrotic damage. Nice. And cannot take reactions Reaction. until his next turn. Beautiful. Uh, so first thing is that this, uh, the illusion 
make some psychic damage in this brain. There is a lot yes. to make damage in this in this brain, of course. And then this other um, attack will also again triggers some sort of interaction with you, sort of with with whatever is inside and your core. And then you see that again those two figures projecting like uh, the um, the lonely one and something that looks like an octopus. And now you have the impression that they are fighting. And the voice that you've been hearing is like, sister, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? And then the uh, in the projection finishes. Interesting. Uh, next one is Lazar. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I think I have a, I, oh. I feel like I've done a lot on my turn, but I think I also have a bonus action as well. Because it was reaction with silvery barbs, and then yes. action yes. was the, and then the the psychic damage is just it happens. It's just uh, uh, concentration, yeah. Please. Yeah. So, um, I th- I think as a bonus action, I'm I'm just gonna shove Winnow further away. <gasps> nice. So it's not a damaging shove; it's just a, a push. How um, far? It's it's five feet if you um, if you fail a strength save, but you can fail if you like, if you want to be would, five feet further away. Because I'm ten feet away from it at the moment, right? Yes. I can be fifteen feet away. That's preferable great. for me. So yes. absolutely. So great. Now you are slightly on the ring of uh, ice, but that's okay. You're just fifteen feet away from this creature, which is key. It's key. Um, thank you. Uh, amazing turn. Thank you. Lassar. Okay. I have a, I have a battery of questions for you. Go for it. The, the two Nothics, are they still up and kind of like lurking? Yes. They are it, it's slowly, very slowly coming down from the ring of ice, but they're still quiet and away. They are and, not taking the full action to move. Okay. And if they... How far away would they? How far away are they? Uh, this is getting very nitty gritty now. This would be about thirty on each side of the ring, but they are not moving quite fast. They're just looking at me. I'm really tempted to try and bring them closer so they can start being spirit guardianed. Yes, please. But I also just and and also I don't I want to. They want they clearly want to be staying away from all of us. But also, <laughs> but also there is a lot of pain happening at the moment, and that feels maybe more important yes. to manage. Uh, What's your okay. passive perception? Seventeen. So I would give you this. If you were a all knowing entity you would see that except for Sira and you everyone else is in either single digits or very close to single digits <laughs> right so not that i have a lot not that i have a lot of options <laughs> um but i do have some options um You mean at level five, Cleric, you don't have mass healing word? No, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't. Believe me, I would take it. I like, I love, I love healing people. Nathan does and would find much joy in it. However, <laughs> uh, okay. 
So I think. Oh, mm, okay. How ooh, how gam how much of a gambler is Lazar? Is the question? I think and, he's a big gambler. Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, Lazar Lazar is going to do something that he's not happy about, <laughs> but is is hopefully a fun, interesting thing. Um. Lazar, you guys all see. Okay, so here's what happens. All of this swirling and uh, and starry, beautiful galaxy is still kind of swirling all all around or near you guys. And Lazar is still holding his lantern high, and he just extends the lantern. And all, all at once, all of the starlight, all just snaps into a single beam of light coming straight from his, straight from his lantern. He drops concentration on spirit guardian, on spirit guardians, which is not fun. But I would like this, and, and, and this light that he is now summoned is pointing straight at the creature, and I would like the creature to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Wait, they are not really a wisdom, man. Or are they? No. 15. Fuck. Does anyone have a silvery barb, perhaps? <laughs> I've used mine. Yeah, I am out of spell slots. Uh, he, so Lazar, extends his extends it and and like there is like a pulse of light that hits this creature as he tries to impose like his his i was gonna say celestial his astral will upon this creature but the creature is unaffected is able to repel as he tries to cast hold person actually it wouldn't have worked anyway right no, because it's not a person. It wasn't going to work anyway, but whatever. I realize that now. Oops. Oops. Hey, um, anything else? Ooh. <clears throat> yes. I'm going to I'm going to be even I'm going to do something even stupider than a spell that wouldn't have worked anyway. Uh, you for that. Lazar. Lazar is going to stand in front of this creature in front of everyone. So this right, it's been attacking at range, right? And like with reach or whatever, <laughs> Lazar moves up in a incredibly uncharacteristic him. Like he is, he's been, he's walks up like shining his light on this creature, trying to get it to like bend to his will. And he stands five feet away from this creature. And that's the end of his turn. Uh, I can't wait to see what's coming next. But next is we'll what Garnet. Garnet. Question. In front of you, there is Lazar, mm -hmm. and then the creature, and then Syrah. With the right positioning, you can get um, flanking. So, question: the with the illusion that's on the creature to make it think that the shell is trying to eat it. Has it 
loosened its grip on him at all? Or is it it's, still, I'm not letting go. <laughs> I'm not letting go. Okay. Um, how wide did you say the this walkway of, this, of these rings are? Uh, 30 feet, so they are quite wide. Quite wide, and we're bang smack in the centre of it. Yes. So we're 15 feet in the middle. Okay. Um, I, and it's the tentacles that are attacking me. Uh, no. Uh, From range? Actually, uh, yes. Yeah. They have a 15th uh, range. Okay, so I'm going to stone my shield, bat away the tentacle that attacked me, flick my wrist round so that my short sword goes, like, across my forearm and I'm going to run forward I've done that so it doesn't get tangled in any tentacles I sort of move round and spin round the back of it and as I spin round the back of it the the short sword flicks back round again as I sort of how tall is he? Uh, It's a large creature so I would say 10 feet 10 feet tall okay so I'm basically just going to try and get my arm around and sort of hold on to the short sword basically I want to grapple him Interesting. Interesting. Uh, please roll me what you have to roll me. Uh, and I will roll with. Mm-hmm. What is grappling? Because I've only got one DMD's thing. And don't worry. I roll a one. Ah, okay. I mean, I've got a plus two, but I'll roll anyway. Uh, I rolled a 12. It's better. So nice. as. As I get that around him and I hold on to it, I'm going to use my action surge and I am going to use my telekinetic movement. Now, it has to be on a willing creature. I'm a willing creature. I'm going to push both of us off of the ring. I'm going to throw both of us off the ring. And then, I'm not sure if this is how it works, but I'd like to use my plot point that I have. So, you are grappling this creature. What would you like to do next? Using my plot point, I'm going to spin it around midair and then push off to try and backflip or at least jump up some way, acrobatics-wise, hopefully, to grab onto the edge. Just make me that uh, acrobatic or athletic check, please. Oh, no! Uh, that was an 11. Because I can see my allies, I'm going to use my favourite gift thing to give me a plus three, so it'll be a 14. So fortune you fortune jump, from the menu, it's called. You jump to this thing, and you barely... So, you're grappling it, and then you push yourself, taking the creature with you to a very sort of... Uh, a, a magic moment that always see this. You just fall from the ring of fire and then you try to jump back but this creature tries to sort of grabs you with one tentacle so now it's you grabbing the platform and the creature uh, grabbing you uh thank you that was amazing we know you can only see the hand of garnet from the platform We are not a strong party. <laughs> Punch yourself healthy. <laughs> oh my god, okay. So I could punch myself healthy, but that doesn't really solve the problem of... 
okay well there's only one thing i can really do on this turn i suppose which is try and haul garnet up Please. i'm not strong but it's the only <laughs> thing to do really so how do you want to do this do you want to use your hands do you want to use the claw definitely uh, the claw oh also if we want i mean uh, thinking like metagame mechanical wise that we could like you could run up, you could hold your action, someone else could run up and give, do the help action to give someone advantage for whoever has the best athletic score or whatever to pull to pull him up. Just because we would, we and that translate as us in fiction as like, I know I can't help this person by myself. I'm a baby. And, and you know, that way at least, at least we get the best athletics based shot Possible. 15 15 foot reach could also tap the tentacle. I was that was deck. that was what I was gonna say. Actually, ah. I think it makes a lot of sense for you to like run up, look over the edge, see the tentacle wrapped around his leg, and be like, "Fuck it, I can't get both of them up." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'll attack the tentacle. Uh, roll me those attacks. Cool. Uh, how does the tentacle look at the moment? Uh, squishy. Squishy. Okay, I'll take it one attack at a time. <laughs> See how it goes. So the first one is a 15 to hit. Misses. Misses, no! And then bonus action number one is a 22 to hit. Hits. Cool, and I will do... Uh, yes, so, and then I... Uh, orders. Um, so the damage on that one would be 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11... 12 points of damage on the first hit. Mm-hmm. Is it loosening its grip? Mm-hmm. Okay, next one is a 17, so that makes it a 26 to hit. Hits. Which hits. Excellent. Sorry, I'm aware this isn't going to be boring if I'm just doing a one at a time. <laughs> six. We are, we're like this, like. I know, we're all on the edge of our yeah, seat. Yeah. This ain't boring at all. It's I'm tension. literally on the edge of the ring, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, we know. The second one is max damage for 18. 18, great. You, you, you are ravaging this tentacle. Still holding strong. Okay. Let's try another one. That is a 15, that's a 24 to hit. Hits. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Another 12 damage? Very, very close to the end, but it's not enough. Okay, I will definitely use a, a key point to flurry of blows to hit it again. Yes. Okay, and that is a so that's an eighteen to hit. Hits. Yes. Okay, let's see. Cool. Like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Another fifteen points of damage. Is that all you have? I can actually use Flurry of Bros one more time. But it's my how last many, one. How, how many times can you use Flurry Because of I can use Flurry of Blows on each of my two attacks, right? No. It's a bonus no, action. Just, it's a yeah, bonus action. It's on, on, the, on the attack action. It's not an attack, it's on the attack action. Yeah, I thought it was on the attack action, and I can take two attacks per... So... No, you take, when you take the attack action, you take two attacks. But you make two attacks. Attacks per... So it's attacks per... Monks are hard. 
<laughs> no, there's like an order much. of operations that you it's have to go Dungeons down. Dungeons and yeah. Dragons <laughs> language, which is different all around the classes. Don't worry. It's Dungeons and Dragons needs to rewrite that more friendly. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be like, yep, yeah, can't do another one. I'm not even going to interrogate this any further because my brain is not functioning on that level. Great, thank you. Uh, with that, uh, there was probably at the end of the tentacle some sort of uh, spines or spikes as well, which are grabbing to you, Garnet. But as they are, yes. Sorry, I just thought I can do something else. Is mm. that I can make one of the attacks a hand of harm for an extra d6. Please. That's a six and it's plus two, so that is eight necrotic damage. That's more than what you just needed. Yes. And <sighs> this creature just, the, the, you literally uh, shredded the tentacle away from the ankle of Garnet, and this creature just loses itself on the abyss, endless abyss that this is. Uh, this sort of mini plane was exist, existing only in the mind or whatever um, parasite was draining energy from Mr. Cassell. And as this thing starts like falling apart, there is something else that comes to all of your minds. This vision of your original dream. And as all, all of you come to remember what you just saw with the, uh, sorry, not dream, uh, visions from the seers. And you see as if this was some sort of a shell, an eggshell a crumbling or like the scene in the uh, Hunger Games when they rescue Katniss and those sort of uh, pieces falling from the ground. And some of those pieces reflect your vision. But then if you see two pieces, it's a similar vision, but different. Maybe there is some details slightly different. And if you see all uh, as, as more pieces you see falling next in front of you, uh, you start wondering whether what the seers show you was entirely true or not. And you come back to yourselves in this cave as if nothing good happened ever happened. The eyes in the mask stop the light, they close, and still you have the damage and your resources depleted, but at least for now, you are safe. And with that, we will end tonight's game. Thank you very much. Uh, also, uh, you level up. So oh. now you're level six. Great. Oh, How right. this is going to work is you gain all that's new, but at this point, you have not taken either a short rest or a long rest. So we get like, for example, in my case, I'd get new spells, but not the spell slots back. Yes. So if you get a level five spell slot, you have that but nothing um, retroactive, let's say. 
Uh, right. So uh, thank you everyone for joining us and being part of this amazing uh, role play descriptive game of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm so happy with my players. Thank you very much. Um, if you enjoyed tonight, uh, please um, watch us on Mondays and Tuesday when we play 6 p.m. GMT. Uh, we also have our um, talk shows on Friday at 6 p.m. GMT. Uh, which is called uh, Token is a Free Action, and we talk with our um, we we talk with our players, but it's more from the perspective of the characters. Uh, all of the shows are streamed at Twitch. Sorry, all of the shows are streamed at Twitch.tv/slash/RollTogetherRPG, and you can find all of our content archive at YouTube.com/slash/RollTogetherRPG. There are also podcast versions of all of our shows available everywhere. So search for uh, Roll Together RPG. If you can find us on your uh, favorite po po podcast service, let us know and we will upload them. A massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, there will be a link on chat so you can join us for one um, gold piece, one dollar, one pound, depending on your currency. All the content is possible uh, because of you. We love you very, very much. We also have a uh, Discord for fans and a wiki. Please go and check that. Big thank you again to our sponsors and supporters. And don't forget, uh, we are all, sorry. And don't forget, we are all over social media as Roll Together RPG. Um, thank you for watching. We'll see you in episode four. <laughs> Bye.